millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to another episode of Pearl Mania 500, the podcast where a husband and wife duo usually <laughs> research a topic yeah, heavily. Yeah, usually. Usually. Uh-huh. And then they throw that information at each Set other like two screaming. expectations now. Screaming howler monkeys. They chuck lore at each other's faces and <laughs> smear it on the walls. The way you describe our podcast is always so gross. It's incredibly gross. Yeah. We have a very different episode for you this week. We will tell you more after this wonderful theme song from His Name Was Dusk. There's a place where you can stay when the world gets too insane. Thank you so much. His name was Dusk. As always, his links to his album and all of his music is in the show notes. Read the notes. Read the notes. Sometimes we put cool information in there, you know? Yeah, mostly you just write silly jokes. Mostly I just write silly jokes and yeah. say how we hurt each other with our research. Yeah, we <laughs> and, we're so sorry. Yeah, and this week, um, we're, we'll do the Patreon shouts in just a second. I do want to build expectations, and you're right, we should manage them. <laughs> let's manage the expectations, you know? Okay, let's manage the expectations. We're going to do something that an MLM has never done. What's that, be uh, honest? We're going to be honest, and we're going to apologize. 
Okay. Because why the, am I apologizing? We because we are a team. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. That's why. And uh, this week I was going to do an episode on Pat Robertson. Yep. And I wanted to do that research. Yeah. Uh, but a couple things happened. Yeah. And we are going to explain that for this whole episode yeah. <laughs> as to why I did not research the death of the man whose bio whose obituary I've waited my entire life to read. It's fun to think about maybe when you were a child in high school. And yeah. you like didn't hand in your homework. Yeah. And the uh, the elaborate story you would tell your teacher about why you didn't hand in your homework. Yes. So I feel like that's what's happening right now. Yeah, because mine involves like bees and the president yeah. <laughs> of the United States and of she's, America. And your teacher's just like, stop lying, Alex. Just, just do your homework. And I'm like, I tried. Your mom, this isn't your parent's signature. You signed this. <laughs> yeah. Which actually happened. That happened to me too. No, that happened to me because uh, I was I was filling out all of my. I figured out my mom's signature, mm-hmm. and actually, my signature now is still a copy of my mom's. Nice. The way she writes her last name, we have we write the P the same exact way. Yeah. Because I got so used to f- to forging how she signed my name, and it wasn't okay. on the actual uh, report cards. It was on the progress reports. Oh. Because I kept thinking I could pull it out at the end. Yeah. But I was so far gone. Yep. But there was no way out by the end. So the pattern still exists. The pattern saying. completely still exists. Um, I got caught signing uh, my mom's name to a report card very young. Um, I started, you know, my criminality deep, deeply young. Yeah. And some would I'll, say, some would say from birth. <laughs> from birth. Uh, and I never forget because I got in so much trouble. I don't. I forget what school I was in, but. I signed my mom's name on a bad report card. Mm-hmm. I hadn't learned cursive yet. <laughs> That's how young I was. So straight up, just wrote my mom's name out in straight letters, probably in crayon. Yeah. And they were like, we're going to have to call your mom. And I was like, what are you talking about? She definitely like, signed she it. She definitely signed this. What are you guys talking They're about? They're like, this is block lettering. Yeah, it was full <laughs> block lettering. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, mine was your girl's been out here committing crimes for a while. Mine was I was forging her name on the progress reports. Mm. And then I got, you know, I got in trouble. Yeah. It's my mom. And my mom, though, called the teacher Mm -hmm. and the teacher's like, you've been signing the progress reports. And my mom went, "Okay," (laughs) And she hung up the phone. And my mom was a teacher. Yeah. So she's like, I yell at kids for doing this all the time. Yeah. And you've been doing expert. So she was like extra on it. And then Expert level. can I tell you what my mom did? Cause I was taking karate at the time. Yeah. My mom paid my karate instructor to beat the shit out of me. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. She went in my karate instructor, uh, rest in peace, master, <laughs> master DiPietro. He was a South Philly Italian dude who moved to Delco, who opened up a karate studio in a strip mall. Love that for him. And I remember cause I was there and, uh, I was teaching, I was a volunteer teaching like the little kids, Yeah, like how to do karate. And then I saw my mom leave. Uh-oh, scary. And she did the move where she pointed at her own eyes and pointed at me. Oh my God, your mom is such a boss. It was so crazy. And I was like, what was that about? And then she left. And then our, naive, it was like the adult. I had no fool. idea. And then it was the adult class. Mm-hmm. And like we're like having the class. And then he said, get your gear on because everybody's going to spar. Yeah. And I get ready to spar. And I line up across... From my buddy, Andrew. Yep. Andrew also was a red-haired kid, and we used to love to fight each other because, like, we kind of knew each other's moves. And, like, when you were done, when we were done fighting each other, it felt good. Yeah. I line up against Andrew, across from Andrew, and the instructor comes out of his office. Yeah. And his hands are taped. Uh-oh. His gear is old. 
So like we all have like kind of newer gear and you know because yeah. you know it's richer kids. He has this old gear that he has taped back together. Yeah. And he walks up and he goes, Andrew, sit against the wall. Oh no. And he lines up with me. He goes, and then you say chetty up, which meant like you put your arms to the side. Yeah. And then he goes and bow. And as we bow, he goes, your mom told me about the report card. And I went, <gasps> what? And the first thing he did was. <laughs> punched me in the throat oh my god and i like dropped down he goes no if you can sign a woman's name you should be able to fight like a man (laughs) and then he picked me up and he just beat the ever-living dog shit out of me and like that's straight up like my mom paid a hitman (laughs) to fucking murder me and at one point i just started running from him as he's punching me right and like the whole class it stopped fighting yeah because they're just watching this man and he's like defend yourself as he's punching me oh my god and the last thing i remember is he, he did a step side kick which is a lot like sean michael's sweet chin music so okay. it's like it's it's like a super kick yeah but it's a really strong kick and i was trying to get away and he <laughs> kicked me and i flew into the bathroom door oh and broke it off the hinges Oh my God. And then I had to come back in over the weekend and repair the door that I broke with my body. Oh my God. You know, I never did again. Just signed your mom's name. I never, I'd never lied to my mom again. (laughs) I just like, I was just like, no, she will pay a series of Italian men (laughs) in Delco to beat the shit out of me. And can I tell you that moment Mm -hmm. less crazy than the week I've had. So with that, oh, we have a lot of hey huns to go through. I want to thank everybody because I, I made a big deal about how we didn't break 300 and we kept, we were edging yeah, 299. We, and we did it. We did it. We didn't do anything actually. But the no, Patreons the did Patreons it. did. The, the $3 hey huns and the $5 team leads, yeah. they came in. And for you listeners out there uh, who, if this is your first time, first time, long time. Oh, first time, long time. I just want to say uh, thank if you guys. If this is your first time, um, not all the episodes are going to be like today's episode. None of them are going to be like today's yeah. episode. We will be going back to our regularly scheduled program after this one, but um, I will have a poll up this week. Mm-hmm. I will do the Pat Robertson episode next week. Okay. And then we'll go back to your schedule. Yeah. Because you just did the Miranda episode, Miranda Sings episode, and that was... Still going on. It's still ongoing. Internet's going crazy And right now, now that I'm allowed to know what she's doing... Yeah. Gross. I know. Absolutely gross. It's terrible. It's horrifying. I know. Uh, so with that, let me hit my, uh, my handy-dandy button here. Buttons. And then we're going to read off some names. 25 yeah, okay. of them this week. All right. Hey, huh? Let's meet our team leaders. So, with the 25 names we have this week, let's go ahead and get started. Okay. Marie Crawford. Hey, hon. After that, we have a really good name. I am not a... My, sorry. Oh. I may not be a scientist, but I am a bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good... They like the book club. They They're love bo- the book, book club. club you need to read a book. Um, okay. Listen. I know. Yeah. This next one, Alex Elkins. Hey, hon. After this one, Eldritch Corgi. Oh, hey, hon. I, I love that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of a Cthulhu-style Corgi <laughs> is so good. After that, Itchy Nipples. Hey, hon. Sorry, put a little salve on there. After that, we have Stolen Kidneys featured in a pseudo-historical dance theater. <laughs> hey, hon. I feel like, you know what? <laughs> no, I'm not doing, I'm not researching that. <laughs> Stolen Kidneys Featured in a pseudo-historical dance theater. That is a lot. I mean, didn't we talk about um, stealing organs in the Shenyun Theater? Oh, yeah. You know what? You're right. That's that. Okay, cool. No, you. I didn't put it together. Yeah. My brain is mush right yeah. now. Uh, after that, we have the illegitimate heir to the lost Pearlman fortune. <laughs> 
same. Yeah. Me too. Same. Our next one's hey, from hun. our next one's from Canada. Okay, great. Joanne. Hey Joanne. Joanne. That's my one of my favorite Lady Gaga albums. That's a really good one. I love your fabrics, Joanne. <laughs> Someone in Canada won't understand that joke. After that, we have Catherine Livick. Hey hun. After that, we have painfully edging Alex. <laughs> yep. After finding out last week, Alex is a nerd.com <laughs> links to our Patreon. It was uh, interesting. Hey, After that, we have, uh, whoop, I just scrolled a little bit too far. After that, Camille, Camille uh-huh. DeCamp. Hey, hon. I like it. Yeah, it's nice. It's a good name. After that, we have Best of the Worst. And worst is spelled W-U-R-S-T. Yeah, I can I can see from here that it's spelled like the sausage. Like a bratwurst. Yeah, it's the best of the the best sausages. Yeah. Hey hun. Thanks for your good sausage, best of the worst. Oh my god. After that we have Moxie Mouse. Oh, <gasps> hey hun. You like that one? Yeah, I like that one a lot. All right. We have Sierra. Hey hun. That's a good name. Sierra's a good name. Sierra was a great uh R and B pop star. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So there's that. Maybe it's actual Sierra. No, it's spelled different. Oh, okay. Okay. Mind. After that, we have after Sierra. Okay, what's we after Sierra? Little stinky. Little stinky. <laughs> after that, we have Madison Horn. Hey, Madison Horn. After that, we have Mrs. Luck. Mrs. Luck. Yeah. Hey, hon. Yeah, she messaged me. She said she married in to the Luck family, so yeah. she got a cool last name like Mrs. Pearlmania. Yep. That's a good one. After that, we have Miranda Forner. Hey, hon. After that, we have Ellie Godwin. Hey, hon. After that, we have. Pony Hawk. Oh, like Tony Hawk, but for ponies. I love it. That's great. Uh, you know what? A little Sebastian on a skateboard. Yeah. Isn't that fun just to think picture, about? I'm picturing, I'm picturing a horse doing a kickflip. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. After that, we have Trixie Hobbitses. Oh, hey, hon. <laughs> That's a good one. After that, we have Magic Disco Fries. Oh, my gosh. Disco Fries are delicious. Hey, hon. After that, we are have- they ca- Are they in Canada? Uh, No. Wait, are Disco Fries, they're just near Canada, right? I don't know. I can't remember what state I ate disco fries in. You used to take disco naps. Oh, man. I love a disco nap. Do you want to explain to the listeners what a disco nap is? The listeners know what a disco nap is. You just take like a nap around like 5 p.m. Because you need to get your energy up because you're about to stay up till 5 a.m. Yep. Because you've been up since when? <laughs> Three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little disco nap. Just got to take a little disco nap. No big deal. But I don't remember where I was living when I tried disco fries. Well, I, they're a regional thing for sure. Yeah, well, Magic Disco Fries. Thank you so I'm much. I'm going to Google it. After that, we have Gung Hoagie. <gasps> Gung Hoagie. Yeah, that's I good. I like that a lot. That's a really good. The Gung Ho for hoagies. The Gung Hoagie would be a good name for a cat. Ooh, that is a good one. It's short. Just call your cat Hoagie for short. Yeah. But Gung Hoagie yeah. is the, the full name. I think a good name for a cat? What? Lil Stinky. True. <laughs> that's a good name Lil for stinky. a cat. After that, we have Rebecca Shim. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, hon. And again, we're ending it on a good one. Okay, great. And this is very important for this week. Not that Rebecca Shim wasn't great. Yeah. Okay. But this is a good, this is a good made up name. Okay, I'm ready. And this is just the way that the, you know, this is how it's dealt. The cookies are crumbling. With the week we've had. Okay. The last Patreon of the week. All right. For $5 team lead. Okay. Bumblebee dealer. Bro. We'll get into why that is incredibly deep. You know what? Honestly, Bumblebee dealer if you're out here handling bees, good on you. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you for your yeah, service. We're both saluting. We're both you. saluting. You can't see it. It's an audio podcast. We don't, we don't have video yet. Yeah, we're 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 one of these days. One of these days, <laughs> we got changes coming. Yeah. So with that, I just want to hit this button. You love hey, hitting the buttons. 
let's meet our team leader. And we met him. We met him. And uh, we're so grateful. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. And this has been uh, a hell of a week. And yeah. um, that's why I can actually guarantee mm-hmm. that for a well, first time in a long time. First time in a long time. It, if, if I was actually doing the Pat Robertson episode, the listeners would not be hearing this. And that's a no Nazi guarantee. That's right. A guaranteed no Nazi episode. That's correct, everybody. And we hope- did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Which does lead into what this episode's going to be about. So we're going to play this bumper, and when we come back, we're going to tell you how I ended up locked in an airport hangar with the 46th president <laughs> of the United States. Pearl Mania. So usually I go and I have to follow a biography of some sort of crazy person yeah, or yeah. follow, you know, something just kind some of insane. Cult. Yeah, some sort some of cult. historical situation. Yeah, but what's as, – as I pre-premiered on this show, yeah. I quit smoking. Yes. And I went to Boston. Yep. And I want to just kind of tell everybody how the last 17 days have been going for me. Yeah. Because I – But again, for context – Alex didn't do his homework, and now he's going to explain to us for this entire podcast why he was unable to do his homework. So, first thing is, uh, because of you guys, uh, I've been picking up a lot more stand-up bookings. Yeah. Uh, for instance, I'll be at City Winery mm-hmm. uh, June 24th. Yep. And I'll have a link to that on my Instagram and then in the show notes. Is that with Betty? That is with Betty Smithsonian. I love her. It's She's a so it's funny. a really good lineup. Yeah. And then also on September 23rd, I'll be at Helium Comedy Club mm-hmm. for a 4:30 p.m. show. Oh, baby, we're gonna be in bed on time. Yep. And the link to that will be in the show notes. People always are like, uh, "Do you go to Alex? All of Alex's comedy shows?" And I go, "No, they're no. late at night. They're very. They're usually very very I late. I like to be in bed. And yes. I like my sleep." And, you like- and I watched a lot of Alex's comedy in my life. I yes. live with it 24 hours. You've heard most of these jokes. And most of them are mine, honestly. And oh, okay. they've been stolen. Okay. And so a 4.30 show. Oh, it's a dream come true. So, so- I'm going to eat it early dinner. Yep. Watch a show with all my favorite comedians and you. And then be home and in bed at a reasonable hour. I'm glad you keep me humble. All right. <laughs> Let's give, you know what? This is for you. Air horn for you, Mrs. Well, Parmania. as you tell this story, it is important so that we I, can keep you humble. I have asked you repeatedly yeah. to make sure ego in check. Yeah. So just so you guys know, we do not have a, uh, when she starts checking the ego on me, we do not have a safe word for this. <laughs> We, we probably should have. Oh, God, we got to come up with them. pumpkin pies. Yeah, pumpkin pies? I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, uh, so I I decided to quit smoking because when I was uh, performing for some of these longer sets, uh, minutes after the show, I could feel my throat closing up. Mm-hmm. I was having difficulty to speak. And doing stand-up, doing this podcast, entertaining people with my voice is what I love to do most. Yeah. And when I realized smoking is going to take that away from me, I decided at that moment I needed to quit. However, I didn't want to do it again because I've smoked for years Mm -hmm. and I've also quit Mm -hmm. multiple times. Yep. Specifically with Mrs. Pearlmania. And it is not fair to put her through the first couple days. It is. The first few days are, uh, it's indescribable. Yeah. I think anybody that's ever quit smoking or knows someone who has, it's like, 
the irritability is on high the person is physically uncomfortable their nerves are on edge they're tense and it's it just definitely a vibe killer for sure yeah and part of that too is i decided to go to boston i had already decided to go to boston weeks prior i bought the plane tickets and everything and i realized going to boston and i'm going to be with my mom Mm -hmm. i was up you know up there for a family thing uh, with me and my mom. She had no access to karate teachers. Don't worry. Yeah, there was no at South Philly Italian <laughs> men to beat me up in a strip mall. So I figured, and my mom has always wanted me to quit smoking. She's Ever since she found out, my grandfather um, died of lung cancer. My great-grandfather died. Uh, my great-uncle died of lung cancer. Many mm-hmm. members of her family did. They were tobacco farmers in North Carolina yeah. and chain smokers. So she was has always been she like- She use your supply. Yeah. Yeah, she had, basically. Yeah. So when I got when I got there when I showed up and she finally saw me I really I lifted my arm and said I'm wearing the patch today's day one mm-hmm. and but the night before I recorded a TikTok yeah uh, stating that I'm quitting smoking yeah my reasons why and all those different things and the reason I did that was that was my David Hasselhoff setup okay because famously David Hasselhoff was you know he was drinking a lot yeah and he told his kid if I you know and he got hammered one night. And he ate a cheeseburger on the top of the steps. Yep. And his kid filmed it. Yeah. And his kid showed it to him the next day. Uh Uh-huh. And David said, I'm going to quit drinking. If I ever drink again, post it. Yeah. And then David drank again. Yep. And then his kid posted it. And that was like the golden age of early internet. Because we all like had a laugh. But now we're like, oh my God, this is horrifying. Yeah. You know, because what we know about celebrity and because we know the fact that these are people... When you look back on the reaction to David Hasselhoff drunk eating a cheeseburger, it's it's mad different. Yeah. But for me, I was like, oh, this is a way to keep myself accountable, and I'm making it public, and whatever this is going to be. Yeah. So I went to Boston, had a great time. So uh, much fun. So much fun. A few people recognized me, as I said in a prior podcast. My mom got to see that, and that made her excited. Uh, she would just react by going, and I'm his mom. And then that was it. Yeah. And then day five, I flew back here. Yeah. And it was great. Um, You know, just got home, enjoyed kind of how, you know, just being home. But during that time, TikTok actually broke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Uh, The servers were moving uh, Uh from Singapore to America, and they were porting a lot of different stuff. And during that time, I thought uh, my TikTok career was over because I would post videos and it would get like no fucking reaction. Mm -hmm. And so... Day five, I was very tense because I was finally home. Yeah. And I was like, but TikTok isn't TikToking anymore. Yeah, it's not TikToking. Yeah, videos that I think should have done well aren't doing well. And I was just having like small panic attacks. And Mm -hmm. then when I got home, that was when, the whole time I was in Boston, I actually, for the most part, didn't really feel hourly or semi. It was, I was sitting on the couch and I was Mm -hmm. just kind of like bored at one moment. And I was like, back before. Yeah. This is when I would smoke. I'm a yeah. little bored. I'll go smoke. Yeah. I'm a little this. I'm going to go. You know, so there was those type of things. So that was day five for me. Yeah. And then I went to bed. Okay. And then I woke up. And day six. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. Canada has been on fire. Oh, right. That's and, right. And the winds changed. I know. It was only 11 days ago. But okay. that's how much time is fucking Jesus with us. Jesus Christ. 11 days ago on day six. The, the fire mm-hmm. and the smoke blew south for the first time in history. And that's partially because of climate change and partially for a few different reasons. Mm -hmm. And the reason the wildfires are getting bigger are there's a lot of things that have to do with that. Yeah. And 
I was reading the news, and they're like, if you go outside, don't go outside right don't, now. Don't go outside. Do not leave your house. If you can stay inside with the air purifier well, I was and like tape this. your windows. Perfect. I yeah. love that for me. Yeah. And meanwhile. When did I get so agoraphobic? I'm like, I don't want to leave this house. You got it in 2020. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you, 2020. It's not that I became agoraphobic. I was like, oh, no, I get it. You just stay home. Yeah. You wear your cozy clothes and you lay in the bed. I get it now. Because I was a, a go out every day type of person. Yeah. No matter what. I was like, I'll go to lunch. I'll go to dinner. I'll go do this thing every yeah. single day. And then 2020 was like, have you ever considered just Sweatpants. sitting down forever? And I was like, mm, yeah, this is nice. You know what? You know what? No one cares about what? What? But what you look like in a hoodie. Sitting on your couch playing Animal Crossing. No. That's nice eating snacks. Eating snacks. Talking about how that bear is definitely the worst landlord of all of them. He yeah. is exploiting everybody, that little fucking bear. Yeah. I, I think he's a tanuki. What's that? Uh, it's a like a type of... It's Tom Nook. Yeah. It's Isn't Tom he a Nook. raccoon or something? I don't know. I know he's a oligarchic best. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does... Disney... Not Disney. <laughs> Nintendo does have a way of like... Lightly being like, listen, we're out capitalisming everybody, yeah. but it's a terrible system. We're yeah, just yeah. really, really good at it. When you're deep enough in that game and you start doing like the turnips, the their their turnip system of yeah. like betting on the, the stock market. Yeah. Oh, uh, once you get into that shit, you're like, oh, this is all so corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't logged in forever. I feel like I w- I need to log in to see that like all my islanders are mad at me. Yep. And that everything is covered in weeds. Yep. <laughs> just covered in weeds. Yep. Um, but yeah, anyway, I liked, uh, staying home. So when they were like, don't go outside, I was like, bet mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna, don't worry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I left, I left to go to work that morning and it's like hazy and I turn on the radio mm-hmm. and like the morning zoo DJs I listen to are like, wow, welcome to Philadelphia radio. That's right. We play the best in classic rock, 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 rock. <laughs> we don't play any of that rap crap. That's right. We just listen to all the oldies and the greaties, greaties, greaties. Here we go with something new and something old at the same time. It's Billy Idol, White Wedding. Speaking of White Wedding, don't look out the window right now because it is hazy. If you don't have to leave your home, do not leave your home right now at all if you go outside it is the equivalent of smoking six cigarettes a day alex was like bet get and me I was out like, there what the fuck let's what the get outside right now so i'm driving to my job and they're like saying all this different stuff about air quality index and all these different things and i'm losing it guys yeah i'm flipping out and like i'm like why are we going in we we did this job from home and it's been proven that we can do this job for home for years yep but we still have to go to the office okay we still have to go to the office because of culture and then I'm there, Ugh. and I'm like, okay. And like, as I'm sitting there throughout the day, you can start to smell like the smoke is getting thicker, yeah, and thicker mm-hmm. and thicker. And like, you could everything started to smell like a campfire. Even when I was indoors, you yeah. started to seep through the windows. Mm-hmm. And as this is happening, my I realized my sense of smell has come back. Yeah, because as a smoker, you lose that. I just realized that like what kept happening to me is like. Sometimes I have a goldfish brain, which everybody knows. But, like, I kept forgetting about what was going on outside. So I'd be, like, pitter-patting around the house or, like, in the office working. And I'd be, like, what's – did I leave something on the oven? Like, because my immediate is, like, did I leave something on the stove? Yep. What is something lit that I, like – did I not blow out a candle? Because, like, I always have that panic in the back of my head. Like, even when I leave the house, I'm like, oh, my God, did I leave the stove top on? Yeah. Like, I'll be in a movie theater, and I'll be like, oh, my God, did I leave the stove top on? Like, it's a panic that lives in the back of my brain at all times. And so it just kept happening, like, every hour on the hour. I'd be like, did I, is it, 
is there a candle? Like what? And then I'm like, oh, right, right. The sky's burning. Got it, got it, yep. got it. Yep. The sky but is I burning. But I kept forgetting like a goldfish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a crazy moment. Yeah. And yeah. So like I go out to lunch. Uh, I go get lunch and it, it's just outside. It's just, it's getting thicker and thicker. And as the, as the day gets later. Yeah. Um, by like 4 p.m., like the sky has turned yellow. Yeah. Like this yellowish orange. It looked like CSI Miami. Yeah, but you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when Netflix is like, oh, this scene's set in Mexico. Yeah. And that weird filter, or they're like, this is a Middle Eastern market. Yeah. Like it was that type of filter. And then I started to like realize, <laughs> I'm like- the best is when you go to Mexico and you're like, wait, the sky isn't yellow? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I talked to some people I know who are older, who've lived in this area their entire lives. Like one of the guys I talked to was 78 years old. Yeah. And I looked at him, I'm like, has this- ever happened and he said no and i said okay fuck everything <laughs> because that's what i'm saying like the sky is literally yeah. on fire and i'm sitting in a cubicle i know i just love office culture that they're talking about which yeah. is that we're just gonna work like little lemons right through well, this without any constructive like hey guys this is weird right yeah hey guys hey maybe i don't know maybe like a company-wide email of just like we see you. We yeah. hear you. Like, that was kind of what I was like. Maybe something? Yeah. Nothing. No. And I'm just like, okay, we're all just kind of looking around. And it's one of those situations where you end up, like, I've gone through this a couple times. Like, the reason I quit uh, one of an early job was right after Trump was elected. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to NPR. Yeah. And he was the president. Mm -hmm. And it was still surreal. Yeah. And I was sitting at my desk and I had this little radio and I would listen to NPR throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because it was just like, oh, I keep the news on the side and I would just sit there and do my desk job. And I remember it was like Trump's first ever press conference. Yeah. And he's in like the, the it's like the gold room. I can't remember. It has a specific Ugh. name in the White House. Mm -hmm. And there's like a big painting of George Washington next to him. And he's there and all the press are there. And he's just saying the craziest shit I've ever heard. And I'm like, this man has the button. Yeah. And this, we're talking about like, this is like. This man has access to a lot of documents. Yeah. <laughs> you think he'll <laughs> take any home with them? Yeah. And I'm just like, it's like January 24th, 2020, yeah. uh, 2017. Like we're like days into his oh presidency. And I just remember sitting there. I'm like listening to this. And then, like, I remember looking, and there was a picture of you and our old dog. Mm -hmm. And it was R.I.P. R.I.P. And the two of you were sitting. It was a picture I took and mm -hmm. then printed out of the two of you sitting on a couch. Okay. At our old house uh, in Fishtown in okay. Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. And I remember looking at that photo and then looking back to the radio and just, like, listening to this. And I realized, I'm like, we could die in any second. Mm -hmm. like, there's, like, there's no guarantee – like a 401k, retirement, yeah. growing old, like any second here. Because I was listening to this man fucking ramble on and just say the craziest shit. And I'm like, that'll start a war. And like, yeah. just shocked that it did. Like in the days after, I was like, just shocked that it didn't. And then you and I started having a conversation about that job and how how sad it made me. Yeah. And how I was having these feelings and thoughts. And so I left that job. Yeah, it was great. But that thing has been happening to me more and more and more. Mm -hmm. So- you know, I we had the pandemic hit, mm -hmm. and we're just kind of grateful that we had stability. Yeah. And I remember sitting in my office during the insurrection and watching the Capitol get stormed. Yeah. During the insurrection. Yeah. It was just wild. And I, I, was, I was watching it on a live feed on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is insane. Pre-Elon Twitter. Pre-Elon Twitter. And I remember just like walking up to a manager and holding up my phone. And it was the the uh, QAnon shaman, the yeah. guy wearing oh, the, the horns, 
Yeah, he had the horns, and he had the fur on, no shirt. The guy that was needed, like, special food. Yeah, he was like, I only want vegan, gluten-free food or whatever. And they're like, you're in jail, shut up. (laughs) Anyway, he was standing at the rostrum, which is where the president of the Senate sits. Yeah. Usually it's the vice president, sometimes it's somebody else. He was standing in the Senate chamber holding, now, the media was always like he was holding a flag. If you go back and look at the images, Mm -hmm. this man is holding a spear that the flag has been tied to. Yeah. So I'm looking at a crazy man Mm -hmm. holding a flag. Yeah. Holding a spear over his head and screaming that this is ours now. Yeah. And I remember just like holding that up to a manager and I said, they've taken the Senate. Mm -hmm. I'm going home. And I just left. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, I'm just going home. I'm going home to my wife because it was that same sort of feeling um, you know, going back to June of 2020 when I started smoking again, yeah, which is they're gassing people in front of the White House. And you asked me, what are you thinking right now? As I'm watching this on TV with my head in my hands, I said, if we're all about to die, I would like a cigarette. And then what happened? You got up and got me cigarettes. I did. I, the person who has always been like, please quit, quit smoking. I was like witnessing what we were witnessing at that moment in time and the amount of fear and stress and anxiety. I literally left you on the couch, got in the car, drove to 7-Eleven, bought a pack of smokes and brought them back to you. I was yeah. like, go outside. Like, yeah. Because I, I was witnessing real anxiety. And here's the thing. Mm. When I, I said that, you didn't even say a word to me. No. You just stood up and walked out the door. And I thought you were mad because you're like, he's just using this as another excuse to smoke. That's what I was thinking in that moment. Oh, okay. You know, because of just like, the history of addiction and all this other different stuff that runs around. And then when you showed back up with them, I was like, yeah, I need this. And I had one. And I remember telling you, like, I'm just going to, you know, <laughs> just a couple. I'm just going to have one. Just have one. last words. Yeah. And then before you knew it, I mean, before I knew it, it was like, I, I'm just going to have three a day. And then it was mm-hmm. five a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I smoked a whole pack yesterday. Well, that was a crazy day. Yeah. And it just, you know, it just kept spitballing that. So when the fucking sky was on fire. Yeah. And I couldn't go outside and breathe. Like, we're letting the dog out back. And I'm, like, concerned to even let the dog outside to take a shit. Yeah. Because I'm, like, worried about, you know. And then he was being a whole pill, and he wouldn't go to the bathroom. And I had to let him out, like, at night. And that was when apparently that one night, it was really bad that night. Yeah, it was really bad. And I went outside. Because I was like, go to the bathroom. He's just looking at me, and he's, like, trying to play. And I'm like, you got to go to the bathroom. We have to go to bed. Yeah. And I came back, and I must have been outside for, like, three minutes. Yeah. And I, my eyes, I couldn't, my eyes felt like they had sand in them. And so I had to go upstairs to take a shower just so I could wash everything off my skin and my eyes. Cause I was like, this is so gross. Like I, my eyes were burning and itching. It was awful. Yeah. And that whole experience is as that's happening. Yeah. I'm like, I'm realizing that this is what the West coast has been dealing with for 20 years. Yeah. And the, and, and areas of the Midwest, like it's one of those weird things. I made a video about it of just, you know, and I was blaming because I would I would go online throughout the day, you know, go on Reddit, yeah. um, go on FARC, go on comment sections and news areas. And it was just West Coasters kind of like dunking on East Coasters for never dealing with this. Yeah. But part of it also was like when Texas got snow. Yeah, like when Texas got snow. And everybody was like, oh, are you oh, you don't know how to handle snow? And they're yeah. like, We don't have the infrastructure for Yeah, this. we don't, we don't. Yeah. We literally don't. 
I mean, there's a famous image. I think it was from 2015 of when Georgia got snow, mm-hmm. and you can, and it was like an inch. Yeah. And there's like abandoned, burned out cars on the highway. <laughs> like it's snow. It's fucking crazy. Like I think it was 2015. I want to say, yeah. and it's this wild image. You can go see it, and um, it's like the highway leading out of out of Atlanta, and. But yeah, we're not used to this. Like we're like it doesn't this snow in Atlanta? No. Oh my god. One, did I ever tell you the worst snowstorm I ever I ever experienced in my entire life? Where was it? Charlotte, North Carolina. They got one and a half inches. And they lost their minds. No, I was just driving through. I was driving up whatever the middle, not I-95, but like the middle highway that goes mm-hmm. through the middle of North Carolina. Yeah. And as I was driving up, I realized uh, over time, I got road hypnosis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know and, that. And so, because they don't have plows, mm-hmm. they don't have salt. Yep. They also don't have, um, like here in, once you get to about Pennsylvania and north of here, you'll notice on the side of the road these little orange sticks, especially in wintertime, that have been stuck in. Mm-hmm. They don't have rumble strips. All of those things are set up specifically for the drivers and the plows when you can't tell where the edges of the road were. Yeah. And I was driving through North Carolina. This is like maybe almost 20 years ago now. Jesus. Um, I'm driving through North Carolina, and at one point I blinked, and I remember thinking, like, this is a really long tunnel. And I was, and then I, like, blinked again because I was also, like, tired. It was late at night. Yeah. And I blinked again, and I, like, realized, I'm like, I'm not in a tunnel. I'm in North Carolina. Yeah. Like, I'm just in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina, and I'm on this highway. So I'm like, I need to pull over. So I try to pull over. And then I drive into a ditch. Yep. Okay. I was driving a 96 Isuzu Trooper that had four-wheel drive. And I drove into this ditch. And, like, I crashed. But, like, the airbags didn't go off or any of those things. I just kind of flump into this ditch, like, at, like, 10 miles an hour. Okay. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I looked behind me. And, like, all these cars had followed me into the ditch. <laughs> because everyone assumed I knew where I was going. Because I had Pennsylvania tags. So, eventually, I helped a couple other drivers, like push their cars out and I'm like I need to I need to go and stop like I'm gonna go find a motel yeah and I some of them like like they can't get out and like some people were like getting in cars with other drivers and stuff like that and I was just like all right enough people have you know been safe I can go I put my car into four-wheel drive and pulled up and I just followed a like a big Mm 18-wheeler I just got in his shadow and followed him to Virginia once we hit like the Virginia line it like opened up yeah it was like that was the storm was like weirdly centralized over in North Carolina and like getting out of that like I always think about that because again like they don't have salt trucks they don't have plows they don't have this infrastructure set up in the same way because they don't deal with it all the time and it's the same thing for us here in Pennsylvania and the rest of the Northeast from New York Basically from like just south of Boston, because my mom was still in Boston. She stayed up there and yeah. she kept texting me like, the air's fine here. And I was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That's such boomer energy. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, enjoy being, in, enjoy being in socialist Boston with their safety net and their good healthcare system and how everybody seems to have like, like I don't know, everyone just seems pleasant. I feel like you were in a very specific part of I Boston. I was in a very specific part so of Boston. there's a lot of Boston that isn't like that. Yeah, no, there's not. But where I was was like very nice. Yeah. But I was just like, when I would read these comments from people in California, people who deal with the brush fires regularly, I got really, really mad because I'm like, we don't deal with this. Like, this yeah. is California shit. And then, so I made that post. And then people, some of the people in the comments were like, you know, I remember before these started. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? And I just kept started reading the comments. And people started saying things like, I remember when one year we had a really bad wildfire and now suddenly we're in wildfire season. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like you go back. It's like, yeah, wildfires have always existed. Brush fires have always existed, but you never expected a season for them. Yeah. Like a constant one that's always churning. And every year from X date to X date, like just be prepared to have N95 masks because the air might not be too, like, yeah. Suddenly we knew about the air quality index <laughs> because we live in an area that at one point in the middle of the night at 3 a.m., it had the worst air quality in the world, which yeah. is like a 478. Okay. Like that was the. Yeah. And that's when the dog was like, I don't want to pee. Yeah, like, exactly. Jerk. Yeah. But like it was in the middle of the night, like the system like sat on top of us. But like, here's the thing. Two days prior. Yeah. I didn't know that the air quality index existed mm-hmm. for smoke. And I also didn't know that um, like, oh, like, a, like 100 and less is good. Yeah. I didn't know where bad Have you ever was. Have seen a wildfire? Like like in person? Yeah. No. Oh. I saw wildfires one time. One of the times I've been down to Puerto Rico. Um, I forget what part of the island we were driving through, but they were having wildfires. Yeah. And it was crazy to witness because we're driving through um like these kind of mountainous areas and you would you could just see them in the distance like if you're driving towards mountains and to the side like you would just see fire like pockets of fire like the emoji yeah just in the middle of the woods and then the whole sky is smoky but like everybody's going about as normal like yeah the guy who sells plantains in the middle of the street is still there like yeah the people that are selling pinchos on the side of the road are still there like it was very like yeah no this is a thing that happens but like witnessing it in like live, I was like, oh, like it was so intimidating to see in person when you've never seen something like that. Yeah. And that was burned in my memory of like what wildfires look like. Well, for sure. It reminds me back and I was it 2019 or 2020 when, when it was a Colorado. One of those areas had those wildfires. And there's the famous picture of like three guys playing golf and the hill behind them is on fire. That sounds. Yeah. You know, like it was, but it was stuff like that. Like. I started to really think about it. I'm like, the sky is literally burning. Yeah. And it's like, I, you want me to care about my mortgage payment? Like, there's thought process <laughs> that, like, start to go, like, yeah. what really fucking matters here? Yeah. Again, and, like, I keep hearkening back to that moment, sitting at that desk, listening to Donald Trump at my old job, mm-hmm. on a little tiny radio that I stole from a Rite Aid when I was, like, 17. <laughs> and Stop admitting to crimes. I can't help it. <laughs> I told you, Master DiPietro died. R.I.P. They're, oh, I'm safe. You're safe. Yeah. There's and was it statute of limitations? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're good. Right. Aid's oh not wait, wait. Play. No, we have a button. We have a button for this. What? Uh, let me make sure. You're gonna we hit the allegedly. It's not alleged. You just admitted to it. No, no, no. Allegedly. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Right Aid Corporation. It was is wonderful uh, people. It was for a joke. Allegedly. Okay. All right. So. But I just keep going back to that thought. Like, the sky was on fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all of us, everyone listening to this podcast, we've lived through some crazy shit. And so, like, as we sit here, we're like, how much longer is this going to keep going? Yeah. So that happened. So that's day five. That is day five. <laughs> of quitting smoking. Of quitting smoking. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, like I said, I had, you know, very, very visceral reaction to those wildfires and just couldn't believe that this was piling into it. But again... During that time, I'm like, I still don't want to smoke. Yeah. I have my patch on and I'm uh, for, you know, I'm using the CVS generic. Yeah. I don't like CVS as a company. They can get fucked. But I will say um, if you need a patch that uh, any generic works. Yeah. It just keeps the headaches away. So 
Um, that's day six. That was your day six, right? That was day six. What was yep. I doing on day six? You were. I think my bo- uh, my bosses were trying to make me come into the office, and yeah. I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah. Yeah, you're like Philadelphia already smells bad enough. I'm not going. No, I'm not going downtown. No, I'm not getting on the train. No, it's not. No, they're like, yeah. Will you please? I know the radio says not to leave your home, but will you please travel an hour and twenty minutes on a train? that does not seal, that has open doors to the outside. Yeah, and have air rush through the Mm -hmm. cabin. And I was like, sorry, can't do it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They were just like, nah. And they're like, fine, we tried. They're not gonna argue with me. Um, day seven. Okay, day seven was almost smoking. our podcast. Yeah. Oh, day seven was a, was a good day. We it were was actually upswing. a good day. We were on an upswing. Yeah. Day seven. Yeah. Because Pat Robertson died. Yeah, he did. Fuck yeah, he did. Yeah. Rot in hell. Yeah. I'm gonna the long and short for those of you who don't know, and I know most of you do because yeah. I've seen a lot of you guys are older. Pat Robertson is uh, a demon. Yeah. Honestly, I believe the only reason he would not be in hell is because Satan would be afraid of an overthrow. That is probably the only reason why he would be Satan outside. Satan has like strict rules that he's not allowed to have access to microphones yeah. or television equipment. Yeah. Pat yeah. Robertson it was a uh, racist, homophobic monster. Yeah. Uh, and sexist. you're going to do an episode about. Yeah. And um, every moment he is not on earth, uh, the earth uh, is doing better. Yeah. Some people actually said that the Canadian wildfires were caused by hell opening up to pull uh, his to soul back down. Him. It was a good bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very good bit. I saw that in quite a few places. Yeah, but I liked it a lot. It was insane and mm. and wild. And I have the joy. Yeah. The joy. Immediate joy. Yeah. And you know what's weird, actually? And that's mm-hmm. a thing that's been happening to me repeatedly. I've started to realize, you know, the old saying about like, oh, you know, I only smoke after sex. Yeah. Like... The stressed moments for not smoking, like stressed moments, those I'm, I'm actually, I steeled myself up for. Yeah. Cause I'm used to those in the past. I get stressed out at my job. I get stressed out in the car, you know, all these different yeah. things. I'm ready for those. But that feeling of being like, Pat Robertson's dead. Hell yeah. I kind of want to smoke cause I'm fucking, that just, it felt, it yeah. felt like, you know. That's nice. Yeah. It felt, it was just like, that was like an orgasmic moment. It's yeah. like, now I need to get a puff, yeah. you know? So it's like trying to find that balance. Um, so that was, that's basically all of day seven, which is me. You making TikToks and you and, and just, I telling silly jokes back and forth. And just giggling that that man is fucking and dead. And then wondering when they're going to take Kissinger. <sighs> soon. 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 <laughs> I can only hope soon. <laughs> I cannot. Um, I know a few people have asked about, because we've been asking recently if you guys have any topics that you want to hear. Yeah. A couple of people have asked about Henry Kissinger and the Vince and Vince McMahon, that they would like oh. episodes about either of those. Those episodes take a long time. But not only that, <laughs> but not only that, um, there actually is a podcast. We are not affiliated with the podcast, but no. I do highly recommend called Behind the Bastards, yeah. who has done six part episodes on both Henry Kissinger and Vince McMahon. Yeah. They are- six. One hour episodes. One hour to, plus episodes. To cover all of the bullshit. Yeah. All of the bad behavior. Oh, God. War crimes. War crimes, yeah. For, that's what we're talking about with Vince McMahon. Yep. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the that is that those those two, you know, I try, I listen. I mean, maybe one day you should explain Vince McMahon to me in detail. In detail, yeah. Well, yeah. the weird part about Vince McMahon I only know that he has that silly walk. Yeah. Well, the weird part about Vince McMahon is that I've known of him for so long that in his 
insanity is so crazy mm-hmm. that for me it's almost normal. Kind of in the way like yeah, you being in North no no but like oh. you, you living in Northeast Philly, right? Yeah. And me growing up here in the suburbs. Yeah. And then when I moved you to the suburbs, you pointing out how ridiculous it is. Oh god. So like the little stuff, like the fact that every grocery store is run by teenagers. It's an it's incredible. Everybody at the grocery store is like sixteen. Yeah. And they're they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And it's uh, it's actually so many things are run by teenagers, which is why it, number one, it was driving me crazy because I was like, this is why everybody ends up asking for a manager because you're like, I just need someone who can have a driver's license at this point. Yeah. Um, I need someone who old enough to be able to rent a car. Yeah. Yeah. But to, so I can ask them a question with an answer. But also, um, like, the one of the reasons that people in the suburbs don't understand why we need a higher minimum wage is because they assume minimum wage workers are 16. Mm-hmm. But, like, working at a grocery store in like downtown Philly, that's a good job. Yeah. Like that's a good job that grown people have. Yeah. That you, that's a union job on top of that. Yeah. And a lot of some cases. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them. And so like there are certain jobs that are given to teenagers out here, especially in like service industry stuff mm-hmm. that like people of the suburbs don't understand. Like the reason these are like, Grownups use use these jobs yeah. in other parts of the country. In, in the in the in the city, if you go to a fast food place, no matter what hour of the day, yeah. there's no teenagers working. No. If you go to the grocery store, everyone is like fifty and up. Yeah. The cashiers, people they've stocking everything, they've been there for years. Yeah. But out here in the suburbs, if you go to they're McDonald's, smashing your eggs because they're sixteen. Yep, and they, they don't, don't care. How dare you? As they bag them. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> But that view yeah. of you reacting to the suburbs that way mm-hmm. would also be very similar to me telling you the news about Vince McMahon. Because, again, for me, I've grown up knowing that Vince McMahon has done horrible, awful things while also being w- one of the weirder psychos in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a lot of weirdness about him. But a lot of that, for our listeners, has been covered by this other podcast yeah. And I think they did a really great job of it. And yeah, I, I think there are but others. But I think you need to tell me so I can have silly reactions. Well, we can argue about this for years. Ugh. Okay. So that was day seven. Pat, day Robertson seven dies. Pat Robinson dies. So day eight. Okay. Um, well, actually, it was the end of day seven. The news is leaked. Okay. But day eight, it becomes true. Yeah. Donald Trump gets indicted by a federal court. Yeah. And this is when I start to uh, assume there's a pattern, a correlation, if you will. Yeah. Alex has quit smoking, and suddenly, <laughs> things in the world are changing. Yeah, for, be- for, for good and ill at yeah. the same time. Just chaos. Yeah, it was like that scene in Ghostbusters where all the ghosts get loose. Yeah, from the sewers, just like New York is teeming with ghosts, and some of them are being silly. Yeah, and some of them are monsters. Yeah, that you are releasing the ghosts. I don't into know. The city. I'm starting to debate whether or not I should name my my patch Harambe. <laughs> like if that's is it that same moment. Are we no. going back to the main timeline? No. How do you spell Berenstain? How do you spell it? Oh, like the Bernstein Bears? <laughs> yeah. But that's part of like Mandela effect and all those different things that people mm. will claim. But like that has been that has been the joke that's been running, especially on TikTok. Uh, and in this household. And in this household. Because things just keep wildly happening. Yeah. And, you know, seeing Donald Trump get indicted for reading is still. So good. <laughs> oh, my God. It was reading. In his and bathroom. It, in his bathroom, he was reading. Yeah. Just. Yeah. I mean, and, and then, like, as the indictment came out and all the paperwork, and then he actually had to go and all that different you stuff. Know, the crazy thing about the indictment is, like, it was so long, right? So long. I printed it out, actually. But 
the thing about legal documents like that Mm -hmm. is like they're like icebergs yeah like that's just the tip that's for the public like to be able to have that many pages of documentation means that there is an iceberg under the water of information that they are not releasing yet yeah that just pulled for discovery it's going to be shared in the court like that much information means that there is a insane amount of proof. Alleged. No. <laughs> no. Real rap. I, I think, and that's the part that's really crazy as you read through it. And again, guys, remember, this was just a couple days ago. Yeah. The, the, the president, the former president of the United States, nine days ago, was indicted under the Espionage Act. Again. <laughs> Yeah. This isn't his first time. No, it's not even his first it's indictment. It's not going to be his last. There's no, another it's not. city coming after him. And it was one of those things, too, where I did, like, when I kept hearing the news before it officially dropped, I actually sat down and made a TikTok about how I don't care until I hear guilty or not guilty, right? Yeah. Which is true. Because I do hate how the media makes a circus out of this thing and it's this whole fucking event. But then the official indictment dropped and I started reading through it and I was like, Oh, I should only be making stuff. <laughs> this is the craziest shit I've ever read. Yeah. Because like you pointed out to me, uh, some of the images like where they have the, the paperwork stored. Yeah. Like in the bathroom. I didn't realize because it's in the bathroom and they kept saying in the shower. And yeah. I kept saying, oh, okay. But there was no picture of the boxes in the shower. In you the shower. You can see them behind the curtain. They're rod. just at the top. They're, you yeah, can see just, boxes. So you know that the bathtub is completely full. We're not showering in there. Yeah. And he closed the curtain. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to hide him. <laughs> I closed the curtain. Yeah, like... But then I put more boxes around. Because he ran out of space. I know. And they're all file boxes, too. How the fuck does a, a man who owns a mansion, a mansion in Multiple Florida, properties. He's got... He owns so many properties. Well, allegedly. he doesn't own them. Wait, wait, here we go. Allegedly. I think he the, allegedly Sa- the owns- Saudis own them. Yeah. But, like... And you, the Russians. You think he couldn't go to, like rent a rent a center or something like what's the places where you like rent a root like a um like a, a locker like a storage unit yeah like go get a storage unit you yeah. psycho yeah instead he put oh it in my the God. bathroom but then hear me out yeah he, he gets a storage unit he fills them up with the boxes and, and then he doesn't like, pay and he doesn't pay and, and he goes make, to auction and then it ends up on the fucking on tlc the auction show yeah where they're fighting they're like i don't give a hundred dollars i don't know what's in here yeah, it's, dude, it's just do. a fucking bunch of boxes dude it's just gonna be yeah. a bunch of fucking old like and then receipts some dude somebody who doesn't have visitation rights to his kids opens it up opens up because he wanted it at an storage wars storage Wars. That's it. Yeah. Somebody oh, in Storage Wars like, yo. That's yo, the timeline. Is reading this a crime? And then in the background, Trump's like, very much so. <laughs> As I said directly in the indictment. As I told my lawyers who were then forced to give all of their testimony. Yeah. Who then quit immediately, who I have never paid. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah. So that was... Day eight. And like, I just kind of wallowed in that and like didn't Wait, know. Wait, I thought wallowing was bad. Like you wallow you can do in both. self-pity? No, I, I, listen, the way I live. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wallow. Don't pigs wallow? I don't, I think, again, that's in the mud, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the, it's joyful mud, though. Oh, you're joyful mud. I'm joyfully just God. in the slop. Yeah. And I'm like, because it's trash, you yeah, know? It it's trash. the same way when I enjoy, like, when I enjoy pro wrestling. A lot of times yeah. pro wrestling is trash, but I love it. Or if I re- enjoy a reality TV show. Yeah, exactly. It's you enjoying a reality TV. This is the same thing. Yeah. Be- and that's actually the crossover right there because Trump is a reality TV star who also was part of many WrestleManias. Yeah. Same. So it there we go. That's the crossover. Perfect. So we got to sit through that. 
And then, um, <sighs> then Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Okay, I'm trying to remember. God, everything is so mashed together. Was in that my exactly brain. a week ago? Okay, one week ago. All right, this is day ten. Yeah. Because day nine, like, not much really happened, according to my TikTok. I don't actually yeah. remember if there was anything. I think the Unabomber. No, the Unabomber died. Oh, yeah. We went to a Pride Festival. Yeah. We went to a Pride Festival out in our county. Yeah. And had a really great time. Oh, it was nice. We had a nice brunch. Yeah. We had a really, really Walked nice around. brunch. There was a lot of churches. There were a lot of churches. It's so strange. It was a lot. Of, it was like Unitarian churches. There was only churches. one protester. There was one protester. And she looked like an idiot. Yeah. And she, <laughs> she was getting fucking ignored. <laughs> It was so she was funny. so mad because nobody was like nobody even arguing it. with her. No, they were like, we don't care, dude. They were like, okay, great. There's like 3,000 of us. Yeah. There was, I saw so many emo teenagers. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, my culture is not a costume. Wow. I was in the side. They were so cute. There were so no, many were goth some, teens. I love them. There were so, so many, happy yeah, goth and emo teens. Yeah. And just so many people who were just so happy. Um, it was a nice day. I bought a bisexual pit, uh, button. Yep. And then some random kids like, that's like me too. And it was like some kid, the kid was under 18 yeah. and I was just like, okay. And I just like ran away. I was like, no, <laughs> no. I'm not having this conversation. No, but like, you were standing next to me and I you were just like, <laughs> I laughed really hard. You laughed really hard. And I was like, I'm out of here. Like I yeah. just, I was just grabbed a pin. I just was like, very, I should, we walked past a bunch of pins. They were so happy. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. Like, yeah. But it was also like, oh, the age thing. Like yeah. it was just very, <laughs> uh, it was very <laughs> just ran away. Uh, so that was Those day nine. Also, a lot of dogs. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, dogs. of dogs at Pride. The Unabomber died while we were at brunch. Yeah. Well, they announced the Unabomber had died. Yeah. And we we're at brunch, and then like, I kept like thinking about that, and I'm like, I don't want to praise the fucking Unabomber or no, even like or even poo poo him. The guy was a psycho. Yeah. And but then I saw that Elon Musk was like, the Unabomber had a great vision. And I was like, he, you would have been on the mailing list, he motherfucker. Put you on the list. He would have been on the been. list. You would have. The one thing somebody did point out when I was reading about the Unabomber afterwards, Ted Kaczynski, yeah, is, you know, his targets. A lot of them were lobbyists, and a lot of them were executives. So um, was he wrong? But here's the thing: <laughs> lobbyists and executives didn't open their mail, right? So the people who he Ugh. injured and killed, for the most part, yeah, were the administrative staff, administrative staff. These are people who he were didn't just, think it out. No, he didn't. because he was probably coming from a place where he didn't understand administrative staff. Yeah, because he did never actually cared about people. He was like, yeah. well, "Why would I care about NPCs?" Oh, uh, you know, I mean, just to tell you, like, fun we are... fact: Alex had to explain what NPC means to my dad today. Yeah, because your dad was very confused. <laughs> that and... was like, "Don't, don't eat, no, dad, yeah. it's okay." He's like, "That means like not PC, right?" And I was like, "No, oh, you're no. thinking '90s brain, bud." No. Let me let me drag you through some 4chan real quick. <laughs> no. Um, That's but, not what Father's Day is for. But, um, yeah, we had a really, really great time. And, oh, and I had jalapeno poppers. Yeah, oh okay. Oh, my God. All right. I want to talk about the brunch. I just remember that uh, our friend like was had gotten a, thing, a ding on their phone, and yeah. it was like, oh, the Unabomber died. And I was like, That's great. Can I have another jalapeno pomper? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's like, well, yeah, it tracks. He's old. They're good because they're grilled. Yeah. Fresh jalapenos. And they fill them with like cream cheese and like other things. Yeah. And then they wrap the whole thing in fucking bacon. Yeah. And then they broil that. Oh, yeah. my God. And you can't even remember what the place is called. No. No. But I can, I I can see in your eyes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But we had a really great time. Mm. And uh, with that, we're going to take a break. Okay. And then we're going to get into exactly the last week. Yeah. And how I ended up in a hangar uh-huh. with Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Yeah. 
All right. So day 10 was oh, we're a, on day 10. Okay. We're day 10. Okay. Which was exactly a week ago today. Yeah. Um, it is? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's only been a week. <laughs> okay. That was a genuine reaction? Yeah. I just... It's only been one I week. I am Matthew McConaughey right now. Like, time is an illusion. Yeah. Time is a flat circle. I don't know where I am. Yeah. Like, I'm just... Okay. So... Got it. Yeah. So this is this is the part with Day all 10. Of, Alex hasn't had a cigarette. It, it's in 10 days. It's a... Uh, yep. I woke up early on day 10. Yeah. Are you going to tell them why? Yeah. Because my dad was coming over <laughs> with a buddy of his... Who is notoriously early. early. If you tell his father to be somewhere at 10 a.m., he's going to show up at 845. My dad, we'll refer to him as Dr. Perlman from yeah. now on because my dad has a doctorate in chemistry. Yeah. Dr. Perlman is always early. Yeah. To a fault. Yes. To a point where sometimes maybe I have to lie about the time so he doesn't show up so early. No, that no. The food's we not we done. have a perfect example because yeah. your family's usually late. Yeah. They're your family's late. usually about an hour late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My family is famously an hour early. Yep. For everything. Yeah. To the point when we were planning our wedding, uh-huh. we told both sides different times different times. we told completely. your family to be there an hour before we needed them yep and we told my family to be there an hour after we needed them yep and then everyone showed up at the same time perfect nailed it everyone showed that's up why I, I still do that for thanksgiving yeah i'm always like yeah that's the time I, I have to remember who i'm talking to yeah but so yeah we were expecting uh dr perlman to show up and so we got up extra early because yes. we knew he was going to show up early. Yes. And okay. that was the whole thing. And like we went to bed early. There would have been no other reason for us to be up early this yeah, day. Yeah, we, we would need it. It was Saturday. It was, you, a, it was a weekend. We no, it was Sunday. It was Sunday. We would have slept in. Yep. We always sleep in on Sundays. Yep. It's like the one sleep in day. And by sleep in, it's like Because eight. we don't go to church. Yeah. <laughs> But, it, but but like Sunday sleep-ins, you mean like the dog finally wakes us up around 9? Yeah. Like not crazy. We're not not the old no. days where we're like, we're sleeping until 1130. Yeah, I'll take a disco nap in three days. Don't yeah. worry about it. And then I'll get some disco fries oh. with my little stinky. Um, but anyway, so they we are sitting there. We, we wake up, and my dad told me that he was going to be there at 830. Yeah. So like at I seven forty five. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're expecting. He's gonna show up at seven forty five. So I wake up and like I'm like kind of like coming to and I see the news that the I ninety five bridge at Cotman Avenue in Northeast Philadelphia has collapsed due to an oil tanker um, lighting being caught on fire underneath the bridge. And I'm sitting there looking at this. And I'm like, okay, well, I've had this happen before. And I've realized, as we've mentioned before about the wildfires and things like that. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of no- local news doesn't go national. Yeah. You know, but this will affect people up and down the eastern seaboard. This also, the I-95 bridge in this corridor is has, as I've found out now, 150,000 vehicles travel over this stretch of road every day. Yeah. A hundred and fifty thousand. I know, and that is including cars. That's including trucks. That's including semis. That's including buses and my bit motorcycles and <laughs> pack- groups of four four wheelers. Yeah, groups of four wheelers <laughs> who shut the road down to be able to do donuts in the middle yeah. of it, and then film stuff, and then put a bad hip hop soundtrack over it oh, as God. people scream at them on World Star, and then yes. deep fry the video. The deep fry the video yeah, so many times, so many times. Yeah. But also, I know this exit because that exit is how we would go to go to your family's houses. Yeah. Because your family lives in that area. Yep. So we're sitting there like, oh, my fucking God. I'm, I'm like looking at this. Yeah. And I knew I picked 
a business. It's called Sweet Lucy's. It's a barbecue oh, joint in Northeast Philadelphia. Oh my God, it's the best barbecue. Speaking of our wedding, they catered our wedding. Yep. Because it's my favorite. It's your favorite. It's They have really, really good ribs. Wait, that's we had. there's a double there. Is yeah. I, We had half of the buffet was Sweet Lucy's barbecue, yep. pulled pork, ribs, baked mac and cheese, uh, cream, spinach, the whole thing. A lot of coleslaw. Because yep. your girl's a fan of coleslaw. But then we had an exact replica buffet that was vegan, yep. catered by Miss Rachel. Yes, catered by our friend Miss Rachel. For all the vegan and vegetarian people that were there. Yeah. So, we, so I literally put in... I'm standing there and I'm just, I'm like, I like go into Google maps and yeah. I just type in sweet Lucy's and I say, how would I get there right now? <laughs> it said you won't. <laughs> and that drive from where we live is usually like an hour 10 mm-hmm. approximately. And it was already, and this is Sunday at seven forty five in the morning. Yeah. And it's like that drive is two and a half hours. Yeah. And I'm like, what the absolute fuck is happening? And so I go and I look at a couple different places of like what's happened. And then officially the bridge has collapsed. Mm. And I start seeing videos of people driving over the bridge yeah. right before it collapsed. Yeah, that one video with yeah. that lady talk. Oh my God. Yeah, with the dip. Yeah. And, <gasps> and you know, the next day you hear people like on the radio who are being interviewed. They're like, I had to get to my job. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And I understand, I understand the stupidity in that moment where you're sitting there and you're like, my boss will not believe me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get written up for being late. And they'll be like, well, why didn't you just get off? Like, there's no way to get off there. Yeah. There's that exit. The next exit is until three miles away. Yeah. And so there's all these different things that go through your head and they're just like, fuck it. And they gunned it and they just made it. Yeah. And the bridge collapsed. A a man, uh, the driver, a few days later, we found out that he didn't make it. He was in the vehicle. His name was Nate Moody. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a GoFundMe for his family. Yeah. He had three children. His youngest um, is a seven-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have made posts about this, but we will also be linking in the show notes if people do want to give to that family. Yeah. Uh, they are trying to raise money because she is going to live without a father. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be a hard life for her. And I do want to keep that in mind moving forward from this moment. Yeah. Because I've been trying to keep that in mind as, because I made the video just explaining to people what happened, why this is important, and giving people a heads up. Yeah. And then my life changed. Mm-hmm. Like, insanely. Yeah. Um. So, when I post that video, in a day, I think within 24 hours, it racked up like 1.5 million views. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. Yeah, you posted that video, and then we like just ran errands and yeah. didn't live. Well, then my dad day. showed up an hour late. Yeah, late. It was unbelievable. That's that's really day ten of smoking. Yeah, that's Your the dad weird was thing. Late but that's something. like like everyone was like, oh my god, the I ninety five bridge collapsed. Like, oh, and this is day ten. And I even said in the video, this is day ten of me not smoking. Yeah. And I'm like, everyone's like this. I'm like, no, my dad was fucking late. He was late. And then I called him. I was like eight thirty, and I'm like, you're not. Where are you? He's like, yeah, we're on our way now. And I'm like, what do you mean you're on our way? Well, I always said we were leaving at eight thirty. I was like, you fucking you liar. liar. You're a fucking liar and the contractor came over with my dad and the whole thing is we have a basement door that we're getting replaced yeah it's just it has a bunch of issues and i'm just just like like, talking about a basement door we didn't know we were like oh alex posted a tiktok and then we just went about our day Then we went about our day and then like i i checked a little bit later and i was like oh this thing's really blown up okay 
And I'm just like, oh, and everyone was joking about how long this is going to take. And like, yeah, because it's I, not only is it just Philly construction, it's oh I-95 construction. Oh, it's PennDOT. And it's PennDOT and it's all these different things. So we're just like sitting we're there. We're like and, 10 years. Yeah. We're never going to eat Sweet Lucy's for f- 10 years. Yeah. And also I was joking. I'm like, I'm never seeing your family again. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm never, because that was the easiest way to get there. Because yeah. again, if for those of you guys who don't know, taking that exit and what happened with this driver, is it was a very long exit. Yeah. I want to say it was probably two or three blocks long. It wasn't a steep incline, but it was just a long, like shallow incline. Yeah. And then when you got to the bottom, it was a hard right. Yeah. And you could see when you got to the bottom uh, where they have the concrete blocks up, how many cars had crashed there. Oh, yeah. You know, you could see the tire tracks. And you've seen Mm. this in a lot of exits, the tire tracks that are up, the concrete blocks and all those different things. And he must have come down and, you know, went around the clip and the truck fell on its side. It must have slid, Mm -hmm. shooting out sparks, shooting out gas, and then just ignited. Yeah. Um, So, like, I was aware of this. And, you know, post the video, it goes, it goes everywhere. And then I'm just like, okay, not really thinking about it. And then the next day I got such a reaction from it on day 11. Yeah. On day 11, I made a video about, cause I got so many conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like a lot of conspiracy People were like, theories. yeah, this is what they wanted to happen. And it's like, yeah. who the fuck? Yeah. The people, like, this is just so good. Cause I, again, I point out in the video about how, how important this stretch of road is. Yeah. And people are like, isn't it convenient that this, not for anyone. It's not this convenient. isn't convenient. Like, let me tell you something about the government. You know what the government likes? Making money. Yeah. They love collecting taxes. Yeah. As you shut down I-95 and send people on Roosevelt Boulevard over to the Jersey Turnpike, down I-76, all of these different fucking things. You know what you're doing? You're slowing down fucking commerce. Literally the only thing the fucking government cares about. I just remember Disco Fries are from New Jersey. Okay, there we go. There it is. So yeah, as traffic is leaving Philadelphia and heading to New Jersey to get fucking Disco Fries yeah, yeah, and yeah. then pay $5 to drive back over the bridge uh, or whatever it is now. $5 to come home. Yeah, it's a fucking $5 cover. Ugh. Anyway. To get out. <laughs> to get out of they New Jersey. They will make you pay to get in. But- as all of this is happening, I just kept seeing these crazy fucking comments everywhere. So I made a video just like making fun of the conspiracy theorists. That's yeah. day 11. Going about, again, just going about our lives, just trying to live. Yeah. And then uh, day 12 happens. Yeah. And on day 12, it's around noonish. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting at work and somebody sends an email to us. Uh, we have a, a public email, pearlmania500 at gmail.com. Yep. You and I both monitor it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get emails all the time and we always may try to make sure we do like phishing tests and all the different stuff because yeah. people attempt different things. And this email comes in and it is it, the, it, they say, the people in the email, yeah, that they're from the governor's office. Yeah. And I'm like reading this email. And I know you read it at the same yeah. time. And I'm like looking at this fucking email and like, hey, we're with the governor's office. Uh, we, uh, Governor Shapiro is having, Governor Josh Shapiro of Pennsylvania is having a press conference yep. to give updates on the I-95 bridge collapse, the remediation and the rebuilding. Would you like to come out to see the press conference? And I'm like reading this and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> no. And so I do what I always do, which is go and start copying and pasting 
the where the emails are coming yeah, from. Names, emails. We start Googling names. Can we see? Can we tie these I'm back? I'm checking the LinkedIn. I want to make sure you work there. Yeah, you're looking for Facebooks and Instagrams. Listen, you're on WhatsApp. Do. I always do. I know. Yeah, we're going through everything to like confirm. And then you text me like, this is real. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm just like, so I just, without even consulting you, I'm like, yeah, what are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> that was just immediately, I'm like, what are we talking about and where is it? Because that's my first concern. And my only concern is I'm like, the, the, I can't take the exit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. Like, is it there? Is it in Harrisburg? Like, where is this fucking press conference? And yeah. they're like, it's going to be at the intersection of State Street and Cotman Avenue. State Road. State Road, sorry. State Road and Cotman Avenue. And I'm like, okay. Famously. The Famously. location of Four Seasons Landscaping. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I tied in to the conspiracy. Because remember, Donald Trump just got fucking indicted. Yeah. And then you go take the most famous press conference location in the world from 2020, yeah. where Rudy Giuliani stood in a gravel parking lot and said that the Pennsylvania election was fake. Oh. Where Josh Shapiro himself... Mm-hmm. Then dress down Rudy Giuliani in the coming days while fighting court battles as the attorney general. Yep, half a block away. And this I this bridge this, this bridge conveniently collapses. This intersection where Four Seasons Landscaping is is so ridiculous. Like what I remember when that press conference happened, giggling because again I grew up in the area, so I'm like. That's the Four Seasons landscaping, which means they thought they were calling the Four Seasons Hotel, which is in downtown. Yes. And the most expensive hotel in the city. But it's across the street from a crematorium. Yes. A a huge crematorium where every uh, person and animal goes in the area, right? It's a huge crematorium. Yeah. And then next to it is the only porn shop still standing. Yeah, called Paradise. Paradise Porn. And it, they've been selling DVDs and videos yep. for decades. Yep. Still got full active customer base yep. driving in and out of this place. Yeah. And I was just like... And Paradise, just to let you guys know, Paradise has survived everything. Paradise will survive the Cotman Avenue exit being closed. <laughs> of anything on that strip. Yeah. No one else might make it, but Paradise... Porn will fucking survive. They've survived a fucking pandemic. Yep. They've survived the fucking internet. Yep. Like that should have taken them out. What else is on that road? What? Um, The peanut chew factory where peanut chews are made. Yeah. Yep. So Mm. this is an iconic road. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Truly iconic. This is a truly iconic road. (laughs) Oh my God. So I'm going back and forth with the governor's office via email. And the whole time I'm like, where am I? I need an address. Yeah. Where the fuck am I driving to? And then finally, and like, and what time is it? So finally, they like get me some baseline information on day 12. And mm-hmm. so I turn to my boss and I say, I got to take a PTO day tomorrow. And they're like, why? I'm like, because I'm going to go meet the fucking governor of Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I show up. So I do. I take the PTO. I come home. I tell you. Yeah. I'm talking to my parents on the phone. I call them usually when I'm driving home. I don't tell them. Yeah. Because first thing, oh. uh, this is all Paul. This is all Dr. Perlman's fault. Yeah. It's all Dr. Perlman's fault. Yeah. Because he was late. Yep. And I made this TikTok. <laughs> this is all his fault. He's never been late once in his entire life. Yeah. And then he lied about it. Lied. Like a liar. Like a little liar. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to tell them. I want them to find out the, like afterwards. Yeah. You know, because that would be funny. 
So I make a plan of the whole day. I'm going to go to this thing. It's till about like 11. And then afterwards, I'm going to go to the art museum because I want to walk around the art museum because I just went to the Boston Fine Art Museum. I'd like to go to the Philly Fine Art Museum. Compare and contrast. Yeah. It'd be nice. I mean, I'll make the a Philly funny... one's better. The Philly one's better. It's much like, better. To be honest with you. It's much like, better. It's better. Yeah, it's much better. <laughs> the Boston Art Museum, you know what the Boston Art Museum doesn't have? Uh, Steps. Be- yeah, barely has steps. It has yeah. like four small steps. Yeah. It also doesn't have a statue of an Italian-American actor Ugh. who won a boxing match out front. I fucking, I hate that Rocky Balboa statue. I hate it so much, I'll, too. I'll go on the record yeah. and say, I fucking hate that Rocky statue. Yeah. Sylvester Sloan is not from Philadelphia. Nope. He doesn't need to be at the fucking art museum. Rocky, Rocky himself never existed. Yeah, it's it not is, real. It is a story from the 70s about an Italian dude beating a black guy in a fight. If and it's fictional put, because it's never fucking happened. If you were going to put a Rocky statue up, it should be located where Rocky was. Under the L. The, under the fucking L. In Kensington. <laughs> exactly. Where they pretend it's South Philly, though. Yeah. You're, that uh, that montage where he's running through the city. Yeah. You're like, why is he at K&A? Yeah. But yeah. You know what? Put the Rocky statue <laughs> at Kensington and Allegheny. Perfect. If you've ever seen a video of, of people who are on fentanyl and heroin mm. in Philadelphia. I all hate over. those videos. I hate those videos, too. But that is K and A. Yeah, I don't understand why who those people are that just drive around slowly and film people that are addicted to drugs. They are it's so gross. They're clout chasing whores. Yeah, is what they are. It's the worst. That's what they're they're trying to be like. Look, this is what liberalism. Look how gross this is. And you're like, yeah, it's yeah. really sad. Why yeah. are you filming it and then trying to get clout on yeah. Reddit or and likes if you, on TikTok? If you talk to any of those people out there and ask them where they're from, you know where you'd find out they're not from Kensington and Allegheny. No. They're from all over the area, and this is where they came to no. to cop drugs. And to get away from all sorts of different things. And this is where they get pushed to. Yeah. This is an open shooting gallery because the police force in Philadelphia has been on strike for a very, very long time. Quiet strike. Quiet strike. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. The mayor of Philadelphia, Jim Kenney, is a fucking bum. I'll get into it. (laughs) And... He, and has, he hasn't clocked in in a minute either. He's, and he's fucking just... He can't wait for the day he is not mayor anymore. Yeah. And there, our infrastructure wasn't built to handle any of this stuff and no one is working. I mean, there are people. Yeah. There are people who are trying desperately to deal with this problem. Yeah. In Philadelphia, but they aren't, they, they aren't being given the resources Mm-mm. and we have to actually change how we view this whole I- epidemic yeah. to actually deal with it. That being said, enough about Rocky. You know who else had a good run through? Was it uh was that movie with Nicolas Cage? The where he's got this like the national treasure. National treasure. There's yeah. a scene where he's running through Philadelphia. Yeah. And the way they cut it, he like makes it from like <laughs> the Reading Terminal Market to Old City in like one block. Oh yeah. It's, it's anytime you see these like everybody that knows their hometown, everybody knows like their location. When you see things like that in media, you just yeah. giggle so hard. Yeah. You're like, God, the fucking you do that. What are you running eighteen blocks in yeah. one minute? What are you talking about? It's like a guy chasing somebody through Times Square, and then they turn the corner and they're standing in front of the White House. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're like, like it, come wait, on. wait, come on. They don't even the backgrounds don't even match. Okay, so wait, you were okay. okay so, so we're I gonna get, go to the art museum, but we didn't get there. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Um. So where are we here? We're on day thirteen. So you, I go to the press conference, which they tell you is at the site. They tell me it's at the yeah. site. I was concerned because they're saying things like, yeah, you know, we'll give your name to the Pennsylvania State Police so they'll let you through. And I'm like, I don't like like, that. Don't give them my name. No, I do not want the Pennsylvania State Police to know my name. No. So I show up to the site and I park a couple blocks away 
It takes me forever to get there. I have to take I-76 to Roosevelt Boulevard. Again, nightmare of a commute. Mm -hmm. I get there, and I'm, like, tired. I'm, like, whatever. And then finally I meet one of the governor's people. And they just let me in. Like, no one – like, there's, like, Philly cops, like, on the perimeter. Yeah. They ain't fucking looking at anybody. Like, they're just like, "Uh huh, well, okay, sure, whatever. Like, I just – anyone honestly could have walked up to this. Like, that was the part that was crazy. And I'm there, and it's, like, me and, like, the Office of Emergency Management people. All these union guys are standing around. There's state police. There's local cops. The, you know, the mayor is there and all these different people. And meanwhile, they're set up on Cotman Avenue, and behind them, they work, like, they're doing active demolition. Yeah. And, like, I can see sparks flying off. I can see all this different stuff. I'm, like, talking to the governor's office. I'm, like, what is it you guys want me to do? Yeah. And they're, like, whatever you want. Like, just do... And I'm like, why though? And they said, we realized more people got the news of the bridge collapse from you than any other single source. Yeah. And I said, you're fucking kidding me. They're like, no. So we want you to continue to like cover this. Yeah. Like just however you want to cover it. And I realized in that moment, I'm like, this is under the desk news's fault. (laughs) Because V from under the desk news on TikTok, they... They they learned about it and then commented, oh, my God, yeah, on my video. And then they made a video about the, the collapse. And at the end of their video, they said, follow Alex Perlman for more updates on the I-95 bridge collapse. And I said, no, there's going to be no more updates on the I-95 bridge collapse. <laughs> I just said this shit bad. Yeah. And we're done. And so now I'm here. I'm like, I guess I'm doing fucking updates. And this yeah. is all V's fault. On the street journalism. Yeah. So I'm out here as a field reporter. Yeah. So I'm like walking around. And they have the press line set up with all their cameras. And again, I just keep walking around. Yeah. And nobody's stopping me. And you're sending me selfies. I'm sending you selfies from different things. I'm like, what the fuck? And so I take like some random footage. And, of, and I have so much footage on my phone of just the construction moving and the equipment and all these different things. And then. And Dan. And Dan. And then uh, I realized the governor has come around the corner and he's talking to people before he goes to speak to the press. Yeah. And I see this. And what he's doing is he's Governor Josh Shapiro is explaining to the heads of the different unions and the different companies over if you have a problem with funding for this thing, you want to talk to this man. He is from the Federal Transportation Department. Yeah. If you are looking for a permitting issue and you talk to this man, this is the Secretary of Transportation for Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh my God. If you are having issues with making sure that you have police or at a certain area, you're going to talk to this person. And this is what the governor is doing in real time. He's directing people. And I'm watching this and I'm like, that's actual government happening. Yeah. So I start filming it. Yeah. And as- Which is like, it cannot be understated. Yeah. Like- when you're doing certain things in government or like in different agencies like that, knowing who you have to contact is huge. Is huge because if not, you're calling this person. No, you need to call this office. And oh no, you actually need to talk to this person. Or no, you got the wrong number. You need. And it's like I have taken days to try to find information about like who should I be contacting about things with my job when it comes to government. And played so much phone tag yep. in order to try to find the person I need to talk to about this specific thing. Yep. And to imagine someone being like, here is the complete grid and how to navigate it so that everything can function as quickly as possible. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's crazy. What? And like he just 
get analytically, you know, just out there and explaining it to it and thanking yeah. the guys. And then they do the press conference. And the press conference is what everyone's seen for every press conference. Yeah. It's the governor standing at a podium that says I-95 uh, you know, bridge rebuild. In front of him is probably about 15 cameras and mm-hmm. reporters, and the reporters are all wearing their nice button-down shirts yeah. or their dresses or all these different things. They have the cameras set up on their tripod. He's giving his speech. The uh, the PA Secretary of Transportation gives his speech. The the mayor gives his speech. One of the union guys gives their speech about how we're going to get this done, all that stuff. The reporters ask their questions. It's done. Everybody wraps up. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just like standing in the background looking at all this stuff like one i was like taking all of that in yeah of just like how this works mm-hmm. and then i'm just watching them do active de- i've never seen i said it in my video i've never seen any of this equipment ever move yeah i've never how many times i want you guys to think about this yourselves how often have you driven down i-95 or whatever major road near you and seen actively more than two more than one piece of equipment ever move yeah and part of that is confirmation bias. You're always, it's usually on a weekend when you're driving on a major highway. Mm-hmm. It's usually during certain hours. You might be driving by during lunch break, but also like, you know, this construction is going to take three, six, seven years, yep. months, whatever. And so you just get used to it. this area is under construction. And then one day it isn't. Yeah. And then you go, oh, when did they stop? When did this get fixed? I don't know. Yeah. A month ago. You just haven't driven down this road in a while. So I'm watching all this sparks flying off the site, all these different things. And so I, I, as the press conference is still going on, I post my my first video, and it's doing pretty good. Yeah. And I show it to the guy, and he's like, oh, that's awesome. I can't believe you've already got it up. I was like, yeah, you know, this is, this is pretty cool. So, you know, yeah. thanks. And, I, and I, I just stood around. It starts to rain. And then I, I turn to the guy, um, you know, like, and I say, hey, is there any chance that I can talk, you know, just say thank you to the governor for inviting me? Yeah. And it was pretty clear in that moment, the governor himself did not invite me. No. It was his team. But I was like, when am I going to get a chance to shake the governor of Pennsylvania's hand? Yeah. So I, I you know, he he asked and I watched the chief of staff and like other people come. Like, okay, well, we need to get him out of here. But it's all going to hold him up. And I'm like, not yeah. ever. Fuck you. I'm going to do it. Because again, when am I ever going to get this chance again? Yeah. So let's take it. Carpe diem, right? Yeah. So I get a chance and I walk up to him. I shake his hand. Uh, and he's like, and where are you? F- like, what a- what news agency are you from? I'm like, none really. I I just do like TikToks, and I'm, I have like I'm an a Instagram. silly TikTok man. Yeah, I'm a silly yelly TikTok man. I mostly yell. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And then he gave me like a a baseline. You know, content creators like you are important. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and I, I thanked him very much. And then I left. Yeah. And I I go to my phone. I type in Philly Art Museum. Yeah. Um, my dad starts calling me. He's like, were you just with the governor? <laughs> like, what, are, what is happening? And I'm like, shut up, old man. This is all your fault. <laughs> and then I type in Philly Art Museum. And they're like, the art museum's closed on Wednesdays. And I'm like, motherfucker. So I just yeah. drove home. Yeah. It took forever. Oh, my God. And then uh, that was, what day was that? That was that day. That was day 13. That was day 13. And then I'm thinking, okay, we're good. We're yeah. done. Right? And then day 14. Mm-hmm. Um, or how I, I wake up in the morning. I wake up early. I feel as though I should tell this part of this. Or you want to tell the beginning part of this? Well, story? here's the thing: is is we're going to be tight on time for the Listen, important part. Okay, you're going to let me tell my portion of this story. Okay, you've go been ahead. talking for an hour twenty. Okay, real quick. Yeah. Because you were asleep during this part, I yeah. wake up in the morning and yeah. I go out to my car and I see this giant thing in the sky yeah. and I go, "What's that?" And a blue heron landed, which is a giant bird. Dinosaur. It looks like a fucking dinosaur. Dinosaur. Landed on our roof and just stared at me. And I said, I don't know what that is, 
but that is a sign of something because the <laughs> Romans believed in bird stuff. And yeah. then like looked at me, nodded, and then just flew away. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what that fuck. Was that a stork? What just yeah. happened? What the fuck? And then I, yeah. I took a couple pictures of it and sent it to you. And you're like, that was a yeah, blue Yeah, when heron. I woke up, I was like, oh, it's a blue heron. How yeah. cute. And then at noon. Okay, so at noon, I again, I work from home. And so I walked into our bedroom to, what was I even doing? I don't know. Probably checking on the cat. I walk into our bedroom and I hear a bee. Like, you know, you can hear them up, up against the window. So like I hear this bee in the room and I'm like, all right, let me go find a cup and like a postcard. So I found like a water cup from the bedside table yep. and a coupon uh, for Bath and Body Works. So everybody knows what those are. And it's like the perfect card because it's like just solid enough that hopefully he won't be able to sting me through the card. And I catch him against the window and I slide the card up through and then I take him downstairs. I open our front door and I let the bee out on a on a bush. Yeah. And then I close the door and I'm like, ha, got him. Like, that's it. Just want to get him out of the house so he doesn't sting the cat or the dog tries to eat him and then his mouth blows up, you know, that whole thing. And so I walk back in the house and I hear a lot of buzzing. And I'm like, like, that's a, like a crazy amount of buzzing. And I'm like, is there another bee in the house? And I turn and like to the right of our front door is our dining room. Yeah. And I turn and in our dining room is filled with bees. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And so I go immediately into like, oh my God. So I grab the dog. I put him in a room with a door away from the situation again because I don't trust that all of these bees aren't going to try to sting the dog if yeah. he tries to bite them. Yeah. And then I go and I find the cat and I put him in a different room. Same reason. Hole try to bite one, then he's getting stung by all the bees. And I'm like, like I don't have enough Bath and Body Works coupons for this situation. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of bees. Yeah. So then I I text you. I'm like, the house is full of bees. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? And then what happens is I'm looking out the window at because I'm like trying to assess how many bees I'm gonna have to get out of the house one by one. And I look out the window and our entire front window is completely covered in bees. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So now I'm a, I open the door. I open the front door because I'm like, I'm going to go look. This is an immediate mistake because the bees are on the front of the house. So I yeah. open the door and there is like five bees at our front door that weren't there before. Yeah. And they're just like, like kind of just spinning around that area. And I'm like, oh my God. So I close the door. I go out of that back door. I walk around the house. So I'm by the sidewalk and I walk towards the house from the sidewalk. I'm, and I, I see and I like take a video, hundreds, probably a thousand bees are covering the whole front of our house. Yep. And they're, we have a pretty old house and there must be some entryway point in yep. a brick or whatever. And that's how they're getting in is because they've covered the front of the house. And they're just crawling all over it. They're crawling all over. They're buzzing everywhere. And I'm like, what the actual yeah. fuck? And so when you text me, you go, our house is covered in bees. And yeah. I'm like, what? And then you're like, our house is covered in bees. And then I stand up at my desk and I'm like, my house is covered in bees. And then I start losing my mind immediately. Yeah. Because my first thought was that, again, this is a very old house. And I, because of TikTok, I've seen videos. The bee people who cut beehives out of shit. Out of walls. Yeah, I know. That was my thought. And, uh, so both of us are like, are, and so like I flip out. Yeah. You call, you start looking at First around. I call an exterminator and I'm like, do you, do you guys get rid of bees? I'm like, no, we can't get rid of bees. They're a federally protected, you know, 
thing. And I was like, I like I knew that, yeah. but I thought that they would like they in have like a way. Yeah, like, yeah. Not that I wanted to kill the bees, but like get Move them. them. Yeah, Can yeah. you get them? And they're like, no, you have to call a certified beekeeper. Yeah. And I was like, bet. Do yeah. people still use yellow pages? How do you find that? Yeah. But I did find that. Um, so I did a lot of googling. And I found that apparently our county has a county registry of all the beekeepers Mm -hmm. and they go by like township. And so I just started calling every single one. Yeah. And I eventually got a gentleman who answered the phone. (laughs) He's the first one that answered. Yeah. Because I'm assuming the beekeepers are just very busy because nobody answered the phone. I must have like called like 30 people. Nobody answered. Yeah. Or left messages or whatever. But the guy that answered, I was like, yeah, so like, um, I don't know what's going on, but my whole house is uh, covered and filled with bees. Could you come over, please? And he was like, yeah, I'm out at a job site right now. I, I could be there in an hour or two. And I was like, all right, great. Yeah. So then I go and I lock myself in a room. Now, so basically all three people that are in the house right now are locked in their own room yep. with food and water. Yep. And we're just holding out till the bee guy shows up. Yep. And... He, and you're texting me ma- manic, manic. Yeah, I'm manic. Like, I'm literally running around. I'm calling, I'm calling our our insurance guy yeah. who does our homeowners. Yeah. I'm talking like, I was already like asking people like, do you know a contractor in case they have to cut the wall open? Like, yeah. Is there somebody who's dealt with houses that are this old who can like deal with this type of brick face? Like, I'm going down all these different things. Yeah. Losing my fucking mind. And then the B guy shows up. Oh my god! So this gentleman shows up, an older guy, so nice. He just shows up in his little truck and he, I was, he's like, oh, so he's looking at the front of the house. He's like, yeah, so I see you got some bees here. And I was like, yeah, uh, I don't know what's going on. And he's like, I was, he's like, do you think it's a hive? And I was like, if there was a hive, I, I don't know how we never noticed. Like we're outside a lot. Like yeah. we're always out front of the house. So like, I don't know how we would have never noticed if there were and, bees coming and, in and out. And part of my thought was because I just quit smoking like so few days ago where I would smoke out front. And I'm yeah. like, I don't hang out out front anymore. Now we have bees yeah. because I was the defense. Ah, yeah, I'm like losing my mind. Out front every day smoking. And so yeah. that's an, So I was like, he's like, all right. So he got like um, the, heat, the heat gun. No, yeah, yeah. first he got this like heat gun where you can like shoot it at the wall and it can see if there's any hot spots. Yeah, infrared. Infrared. So we, I took him through the house, all along the front of the house, and he checked, and he's like, it doesn't look like you have a hive in here. He's like, I think this is just a swarm. Um, he's like, so we went back out front, and he sprayed, like, almond oil and stuff around the area where they were going into the house, where we could see them really starting to, like, cling to the walls in certain areas. He's like, I don't know where they're getting in, because he's like, I'm not a construction guy, but this looks like where they're kind of congregating. So he's like, I'll spray this. And that will make them not want to hang out here because they don't like it, um, but it won't hurt them. And then he was like, you just need to take still wool and fill up wherever area might they might be getting in. Yeah. And so I did. I texted you and I was like, hey, on the way home, pick up some steel wool. Yep. And, and that took me forever because yeah. I thought Target would have the type and they no, don't. No. And then I thought someplace else would. And I finally ended up having to go to a fucking hardware store yeah. and then look forever for steel wool. Yeah. And then I came home and I climbed up our rickety ladder yeah. while you held it at the bottom and I was cursing. Yeah. And you were like, well, don't touch the wall because there's almond juice on it. And I'm like, I'm not allergic to almonds. That's your brother. <laughs> and then you're like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. and then we stuffed so it up. So again, you're in a great mood because the I was in a wonderful mood. But And then, yeah, so as soon as he came and uh dissipated some of the guys the little bumblebees outside and um i went back in the house and one by one i i had uh messaged my boss about what was going on and i was like so one by one i caught each bee 
and got them out of the house. I put them out the back door. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't open the front door because there was too many by the front door. But it was it was crazy. I was I spent like an hour just catching bees because I just didn't want them in the house. Yeah. And um, yeah, so he said it was a swarm. And then he said if they come back or like if we see them, like it might look like they had moved in. Give him a call back and he'll come. Yeah. And he was, I was like, do you want to write me an invoice? Like, yeah. and he was like, no, don't worry about it. I was on my way home. Yeah. And I was like, you're an angel. You're a bumblebee angel man. And thank you so much. Cause I was so stressed out about how much it was going to cost to rip down the fucking side of our Yo, house. I was already to cut out a beehive. Can I, and can I stress something to yeah. you too? Is like that more like a half hour before you had uh, contacted me and it was like the house was covered with bees. Mm-hmm. I was literally sitting there and thinking to myself like, we're okay. Yeah. We're okay. And we just put a down payment on having a tree guy come out to finally take out this fucking tree. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm going to have to cancel the fucking tree guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm going to need that money for a new front. Because when I called the insurance guy, I'm like, my house is covered in bees. He's like, what do you, okay, well, we don't cover bees. And I'm yeah. like, first thing, State Farm, like a good neighbor. Okay. Yeah. You're supposed to be there. My good beekeeper neighbor came and yeah. he was great. He was great. Better than you, State Farm. But um, I was like, but what if they have to cut into the wall? He goes, I oh, will have to figure out something for that, dude. I have no fucking clue. And Ugh. I was like, how do you not know? State Farm. Um, but no, actually, the State Farm guy was really nice. Yeah, <laughs> I like my agent a lot. Um, so that was that was day fourteen. That was day fourteen. Two weeks in, Two weeks house in, covered in bees. House covered in bees. Anxiety attacks all around because yes. we thought we were gonna have to like cut out a beehive from the side of our house. Yes. Again, it, when he, like, the, where they were coming in was in our dining room and our bedroom. Yes. So then I'm thinking, oh my God, they're going to have to cut a hole in the wall. Where, where are we going to sleep? We're going to have to call out of work. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was in full panic mode yeah. while trying to stay really, really calm because, you know, they say that, like, bees can sense your anxiety. Yeah. So I was like, like viciously putting all the anxiety down into my stomach to be like, you just got to be chill so you can catch these bees. And if you're calm, these bees will be calm, bud. Like I'm yeah. just like talking to myself. Which is why we've learned why I shouldn't work from home during yeah. moments like this. No, no, no. So that was day 14. That was day 14. House covered in bees. Yeah. Day 15. Okay. I go to work. Yeah, same. And I'm sitting at my desk. I had to go into the city. You had to go into the city. I, w- I went into the city for work. You went into the day. city. And... Again, we had finally tomorrow. They're coming to take out this this tree oh too my close God. to the house. R.I.P. to this tree. I'm so not, excited. Not really. I'm so fucking excited for this tree to go away. I was describing how I I believe that the anxiety Alex is going to witness. Me. Like I feel like while they're taking down this tree, Alex is going to stand on our back stoop with a cardigan wrapped around him, like a divorcee, drinking like a cup of tea, just watching them dismantle it like mm-hmm. it's his arch nemesis yeah. whom he has a vendetta against. I can't, like, this tree gives me such panic attacks because yeah. it has so many dead branches. It's just such a problem. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's finally scheduled. They're coming on Monday. Yeah. And that's when I'm, like, sitting there and my phone rings mm-hmm. and it's the guy from the governor's office. Yeah. And he's like, hey, man, we just want to say thank you so much for coming out. And I was like, awesome. No, it's great. He goes, and I want to let you know because of the reaction that this has gotten, uh, we are going to be, uh, you know, like every other politician has contacted us. Yeah. And was like, how did you set this up? How did you do this? And because they had an idea, it was just an idea that the social media team for the governor's office had to 
hey, why don't we have like, you know, quote influencers or content creators? Yeah. Like, why don't we go after non-traditional media who film stuff like this and bring them out? Because more people get news from people like you. And I was like, that's yeah. cool. He's like, but your video has been such a smash that like everyone's going to start doing this. Yeah. And I was like, okay. He's like, no, no, no. I want to be clear to you. You may have just changed the how uh, pol- politics and especially emergency situations are covered mm-hmm. and the information is disseminated like forever. And I was like, hmm. okay, man, I like I'm at my day job um, <laughs> because meanwhile, I'm in the, like the common area now. Yeah. I've walked out of the common area because I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to take this at my desk. And my one coworker's walking by to go to the bathroom because I'm standing there. I'm standing in this hallway taking this call and that's when the guy asked me so what we want to see is on saturday are you free on saturday and i Mm -hmm. said yeah for what he goes well the president's coming to town would you want to be there and i said the sentence yeah you know i would love to meet the president and that's when my coworker stopped turned to me and mouthed what the absolute fuck (laughs) now as i'm standing there the skies begin to darken yep Mm mm-hmm and I cannot stress the skies because I'm standing in front of a giant four-story bay window. Yeah. And the skies, like to the point where it felt like night. Yeah. And I'm talking to the governor's office. I'm talking to my contact there. And I'm saying to him, like, no, like, again, I just need to know what address am I putting into my fucking GPS, man? Yeah. Because he his thought was that we were just going to Cotman Avenue. Yeah. And we're doing the same thing that we just did with the governor, the exact same thing. And I'm yeah. like, that I don't think that's how it's gonna go down. And then like I'm talking to him and all those different things. I said, Thank you so much, dude. I'm I'm excited to do this. I'm real excited yeah. to to be there. And what's happening on your phone at this time? As I'm talking to him, <laughs> my phone keeps blasting alerts into my ear saying, Tornado warning in your area. Yep. Seek shelter now. So I'm losing it. So I hang up the phone and then have to figure out where the tornado shelter is in my building. Yep. Tornadoes are not normal for our region of Again, Pennsylvania. Just like smoke skies. Yeah. So now we're now here we are, day 15, a fucking tornado's trying to kill me. Yeah. And then the entire time all I can think of is that fucking tree. <laughs> that fucking tree. And this is at noon. Yeah. So I go down to the shelter. I wait for it to pass. We're given the all clear. And then I go, okay. And I get in my car and drive all the way home. I spend my lunch break driving all the way home. The tree has not budged. It didn't drop a single branch. Love that. But there were like tornado sightings in the area. And I'm just like, this is how I lose a roof. Like I can just see it yeah. all coming together of like, you know, there. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be so bad if we lost the roof. But if there's like a tree branch sticking out of my fucking bedroom type of thing. Yeah. Then the bees are going to be able to get in even easier. Yeah, we got the bees. And the blue heron won't save us. So I'm like, okay. So I see them. I'm like, okay, cool. And I come back. And like, I just am like, okay, stay calm. And then like, I call you because you're in Philly. You text me and you're like, are you sitting down? And I'm like, obviously. (laughs) He's like, I I use a stand-up desk at home. But when we're in the office, we don't really have stand-up desks because it's an open concept. So <laughs> I'm at my open concept desk. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm sitting down, duh. Yeah. And you called me. And the thing is, I was actually on a Teams call with like some of like the leadership at work. <laughs> but again, like I generally have a rule about like if a phone call comes in, I'll mute myself, but then I'll hold the phone where they can see that I'm on the phone. Yeah. Because usually it's like, are you talking to a client? Are you talking to a stakeholder? Like they don't, as long as they know I'm like doing something, they don't 
they're not going to ask. So I'm like talking to you, but I'm holding the phone up so that everybody in the team's call knows that I'm talking on the phone. That's why I yeah. muted. And I'm probably not going to answer any questions. Right. And you are just start yelling that one, there's a tornado um, and that you are at a, a tornado shelter that you didn't know your business had. And two, you're going to go see Joe Biden tomorrow. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And so I was giggling because the last, the night before we were eating dinner and we were talking about how it's so crazy that this TikTok ended up bringing you to this Governor Shapiro situation. And I made a joke. I was like, at this rate, you're going to get to meet Joe Biden soon. Yeah. And then literally the very next day, yeah. they're like, oh, you're." I was like, wait, what? Are you kidding me? And so you and I were talking about it. And then I hung up. And I hung up with you. And then I unmuted and they're like, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my husband, uh, he's going to meet Joe Biden tomorrow. So, um, yeah, what, what were we talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. And then uh, I come home, I check on the house, and that's when our the Philadelphia Inquirer mm-hmm. emails me and says, uh, can we do an interview with you? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's- Wait, then what happens? Uh then I come the second Philadelphia Inquirer email. Yes, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have so many reporters. They don't talk to each other. Yeah. And the first one was about the I-95 things. And the second one was just like, we want to know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> like the second one. So I am just like, okay. And here's the thing is I did stand up for 20 years and I tried desperately to get like media attention for shows and all these different things I've tried yeah. to do. And so just having this all take off at the same time was just weird. Yeah. And again, I want to remind you on uh, just a couple days prior, the sky was on fire. Yeah. I do want to keep bringing that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sky was on fire. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm not telling my parents. Yeah. I do call my sister and I let my sister know. And she's like, do it. Yeah. Of course. So then finally that night at almost midnight, I get the email because this what happens next is that I have to start getting cleared by Secret Service to be at the just to be at the event. So Secret Service clears me. How they do that is they send you an email with an Excel spreadsheet in it. And in the Excel spreadsheet, they want your full name, Mm -hmm. the town you live, the state, Mm -hmm. driver's license number, where your driver's license was issued, and your social security number. Mm. And my first thought is... Yeah, shouldn't the government know my social security number? So suspicious. So I fill that out. I feel like you have one job. Yeah. So I fill that out. You expect me to believe that the FBI agent in my cell phone doesn't know my social security number? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um. So we go through. I go through that. Then they send me one for like an RSVP thing, and I have to choose a drop down, <laughs> and to because it, it's it's for media because yeah. this is a press pass. And what they had explained to me is the governor's office was o- offered two press passes. Yeah. Uh, for anyone that the governor wanted to be there, whether that be like from like the Harrisburg newspaper or somebody else from outside the area or even for his own personal photographer that the governor's office has. Yeah. And I was the second press pass. Nice. And so they're like, what agency are you with? And I was like, I don't know. So I just wrote the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> like Evelyn from the Internet. Yeah. So I just I wrote her. I just wrote the Internet. And oh, it, so you and Evelyn are both from the same yeah, place. You work for the internet. Work for the internet. So, <gasps> Does this mean you're going to be in a Beyonce video? Because <laughs> no. Evelyn was in a Beyonce video. I know. So then it wasn't until about midnight I got the confirmation email mm-hmm. from the White House. Yeah. 
And again, I had been really panicked about this because we lived an hour away yeah. from where I needed to be mm-hmm. and approximately. So I'm like, I need to know because I need to know what time to wake up and I need to know where I'm going and all these different things. And because I'm my dad's son, I want to be there early because yeah. I don't want to miss the president. Yeah. So I'm like having a panic. So finally they send me like the whole detail list and like I'm looking at I'm like cool. And it says media pre-set up 830. So I'm like, I need to be at this address at 8.30. And so we go to bed. I wake up. You look at me, and you're like, just remember to smile. And I'm yeah. like, yep, which just is part smile. of our slogan. Yeah. Remember to smile. So I say, okay. And I get in the car, and I drive to almost to Philly International Airport. Mm-hmm. Next to Philadelphia International Airport, there's a place called Atlantic Aviation. Mm-hmm. It is a rich people Air terminal. Yeah, it's where Taylor Swift gets her on a yeah. plane. Rich people on private their, jet. Yeah, Lear jets, private jets. You know, all the G six planes. All those different planes are there. If there's a child monitoring a jet on Twitter, it stopped there. That's where they stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If Elon ever comes here, he's gonna land at this airport. I hope he never comes here. I hope he never do. And if he does, I hope Gritty deals with mm-hmm. it. I hope they treat him like a robot just traveling through. I hope Gritty's like, here's your delivery. It's from Ted. <laughs> anyway, um Allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> Opinions only, just for jokes, just for jokes. <laughs> this is a parody account. Yeah. Now you can't touch me, Elon. Oh, no. Um, but anyway, so I drive there and like I pass all these cops, all these Secret Service dudes, guys mm-hmm. in SWAT equipment, vans on vans on vans. Yeah. And then I just pull in this little parking lot. I'm like, all right. And I walk into the terminal and it's just full of Secret Service people and like army army people, like yeah. all in like army uniforms. And I'm like, I'm here for to, for a White House thing. And they're like, ugh. And then, like, nobody knows who I am. And they keep being like, what agency are you with? I'm like, the governor's office sent me. Like, oh, he's with the governor's office. I'm like, I'm not with the governor's office. So it goes back and forth. And finally, like, this – I keep talking to this one Secret Service agent. And then finally he just looks at me and goes, I have a question. I'm like, what? He's like, why do you keep coming to me instead of any of the other agents? And I say, well, all the other agents are bald. Mm -hmm. You're the only one with hair. And he goes, so I'm more approachable because I have hair? And I say, you also are wearing a polo. Yeah. Everyone else is wearing a suit. And under that jacket is a great big gun. Yeah. I, your polo is tight. I don't know where you're hiding the gun. And he was like, that's fair. And we start chatting. Like, we start talking for a bit. Yeah. Uh, for about, like, 15, 20 minutes. Like, just kind of talking shop and all these different things. He's like, what do you want? I'm like, I'm like I, I've had a bunch of viral videos from TikTok. And I had one about the, the bridge collapsing. And he's like, oh, you're from TikTok. And I'm like, I guess. He's like, we're not allowed to have that on my phone. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, it's, it's banned. I'm like, I know. Yeah. The TikTok's banned on your phone. I did a TikTok about it. <laughs> and he's like, well, I've never seen it. And then we start like chatting about a bunch of different things. But like he he actually – what happens is whenever the president comes to an area, the local Secret Service office, 90% of that office is then immediately put into his protection detail. Yeah. And I'm like, so so you don't always just do this. He's like, no, mainly I do cybercrime. Cybercrime. And he was like starting to explain that to me. About how, and all of them, every single Secret Service, I'm like, well, what do you usually do? And they're like, cyber. And I'm like, yeah. what? All of them are constantly dealing with cyber crime. So Bitcoin, uh, false wires, all these different things mm-hmm. are handled not by the Treasury Department, but by the Secret Service Agency. And the only thing I knew that the Secret Service Agency did beyond presidential protection was counterfeit bills. Uh-huh. And so the fact that they're also involved with this, but the guy said like some weird cryptic shit. He's like, if people knew, no one would fucking touch Bitcoin. And I'm like, 
Yeah, they would. If you fucking told them not to, they would touch it harder. You're the government. Listen. But anyway, he told me a couple cool stories about the UN. He yeah. all at one point he just said, "Let me tell you something." The president of Kenya, he knows how to party. Nice. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. When Alex was describing to me his discussion with the Secret Service guys, I was like, so then they're just uh, catering industry people. Yeah. Like, they just give yeah. off catering vibes. Like, we show up, we do the party, we, we know, you know, oh, yeah, that lady, oh, she's such a, you know what. Yeah. Like, you have specific opinions about yeah. doing big events. You're like, yeah, I worked this bar mitzvah last week. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, they sound like catering guys. Yeah. So then I go, um, they, they come and get me, they give me the press pass, and they're like, we're going to take you with the rest of the press into the, into the hangar. So I'm like, cool. So they take me into the hangar. And I have to be cleared again by Secret Service. I have to put my bag down. A dog has to smell it. They put us up against a wall. And I'm like, this is Uh-oh. how it starts. Uh-oh. We're up against a wall. There's a bunch of guy with guns. Oh, like, no. I start having flashes. See? And I, the whole time, because, again, I'm overly suspicious. So when yeah. I was checking all these emails, I was like, I want to make sure this isn't a trap. That they're not some random person isn't trying to get you to drive to a back alley near the airport. Yeah. Well, like, it's like, or are you getting kidnapped by the government because they hate that your TikToks go yeah. viral? Yeah, because you did directly address Joe Biden and told him not to fucking cancel TikTok. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like shit like that. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. This feels like a But meanwhile, fishy. I'm standing next to the cameraman from Fox 29 News. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, just so you know, Mike Jarek's a real jerk sometimes. Anyway, so <laughs> so that's a local Philly joke. But the uh, uh, So then they bring us inside. They wand me. And then they go, all right, this roped off area, that's the press pen. Yeah. Once the event starts, you cannot... Mm-hmm. leave this pen. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, okay. So we're in there. And, um, oh, I forgot something. Oh. When I was waiting before they took me with the press, yeah. the governor landed his plane. Yeah. And, the you know, Air Force One's a giant plane. The governor in Pennsylvania, little prop plane. Yeah. It's like a, it's like the same one the Big Bopper died on. Oh, pfft. That's the only way I can describe it. Like okay. the one that Buddy Holly crashed back in the 50s. Like it looks like a 50s plane with propellers. Yeah. And it's small. I've been in those kinds. And when he walks off the plane... And he walks in the terminal. He sees me, makes a beeline for me. Yeah. And it's like, this wasn't set up. Nobody knew, like the White House didn't know I was with his people. His people weren't there. He just beelines for me. Yeah. And he's like, Alex, thank you so fucking much, dude. That video was such a big deal. And I was like, you're real? And he was like, yeah, this is incredible. Like, I love this. Like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. Like, thank you. And like, we discussed a couple different things. Also this time, like his chief of staff and those people, and they were a little bit nicer to oh, me. Oh, no eye rolls this time. Yeah, no huh? eye rolls this all time. Right. They were they were all like smiles and yeah, big eyes. Like, yeah, oh, hey, you did okay. some important work. And no. I'm like, yep, okay. So I'm like, this is cool. And uh, so now I'm in the press pen. And that's when I realized. What? You, you know what I realized when I'm in the press pen? What? I look around all the reporters, mm-hmm. the local reporters. These are all the newest reporters. Young. To every agent agency. Yeah. So Fox, CBS, uh, NBC, mm-hmm. uh, a couple other local stations. Everyone, they're all super young. Yeah. You know why? Why? Because covering the president fucking sucks. Oh. It's the worst experience in the you world. You got to give it to the new people. You give it to the new It's hazing. Yeah. Because we got locked in a hangar with no chairs. And then put in a pen. No water. You weren't allowed to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Any of this stuff. And we had to stay there for like three and a half hours. 
Yeah. Just locked in this fucking room. They didn't take away your granola bars, did they? No, they didn't take away my granola bars. I did bars. make sure that uh, we put a lot of snacks in Alex's yeah. bag. But I was so nervous I didn't want to eat Because I am always like, I carry, like my purse always has a granola bar and a banana in it, mm-hmm. no matter what I'm doing. Yeah. Even if I'm in the house, there's probably a granola bar and a banana yeah. in my purse. I stay ready with a snack. Yeah. And so I'm kind of staying there. And that's when one of the guys uh, who works the AV equipment walks over and he goes, yeah. just, you know, I'm a big fan of your TikTok. And I'm like, you're like the first person to recognize me. I was like, okay, I'm with you. Yeah. I just like, I'm like, grab onto this guy. And he begins to, I, I'm like, so where are you guys from? And he explains that the AV equipment for the White House is all contracted out. Mm-hmm. It's all of it's contracted out. Okay. And because that's actually the law. Like the White oh. House has to actually hire third parties to do this. And so his company will get a contact within 72 hours that will allow them to bid on a job and it'll tell them a general range of how far away or at least what state the event will be in. Yeah. And then his company will bid and whoever wins that contract mm-hmm. will then be given a certain amount of time to get to the location. Oh, yeah. And then they have to set everything up. 36 hours in advance. Mm-hmm. So then Secret Service clears everything. Yeah. And so we, I sat around with him and a couple of the other guys from that crew kind of like new stuff. And so I was like, by sat around, I mean, I literally stood. And I discussed with them and just kind of like what that life is like. Yeah. And all those different things. He's like, yeah, you know, we just did the White House egg roll this year where they like the little kids roll the eggs yeah. on the lawn. And like all these different events. And because I, I was asking him, I'm like, do you guys, because of your contract, do you are you getting this job because Joe Biden's in office and like you didn't do Trump? He's like, no, we did Trump. And yeah. I was like, he's like, we've done, I've done everything. He's like, I've been doing this for twenty years. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, I did, I did Bush, I did Obama, I did Trump, I've done Biden. And I'm like, okay, missed so, out in the Clinton years, I see. Well, because he'd only been doing it twenty years. <laughs> so you know, as we're like discussing this, and he pointed to a couple guys in suits. He goes, do you see those guys over there? I'm like, yeah. He goes, those. He's like, yeah, the White House press, you know, secretary changes. He goes, but those guys don't. Because they're part of the bureaucracy of the communications team. They come with the White House. Yeah. You know, when they talk about the deep state, he's like, it's those guys. But it's not in this nefarious way because they're all young guys. Yeah. And he goes, because they're all in the army. Yeah. And I'm like, what? He goes, they're all military guys. And all of them, while they're on military commission, are then used by the government to set up the communications in the field and also to make sure that they're secure and to deal with the logistics of it because that's what their training is about. Yeah. And I was like, huh. And it's one of those things where like I kind of knew but like didn't and never had that explained. So I was just like, that's really fucking interesting. So like this guy just like opened my eyes to a bunch of that stuff. And again, I'm standing around and that's when I look over at one of the TVs and it's running Mm B-roll. They have one TV that's a live shot of the bridge under construction. Yeah. And they have another one that's running B-roll of showing the demolition and all the stuff they've been doing and flyovers and all these things. And while the B-roll is running, they show Josh Shapiro shaking hands with somebody, and it's me. <laughs> I'm on a TV screen that may be behind Joe Biden's head. Yeah. And I'm like, shut the absolute fuck up. Yeah. You're fucking kidding me. And that's when the reporters are like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, because you're the only one without a camera. I don't have a camera set up. You're just I'm holding not... your phone. Yeah, they all know the newspaper reporters. The other, yeah. the newspaper reporters just have their phone, and they're like, who is this fucking guy? Yeah. So I'm just like, that's when I started realizing a couple of the younger reporters like knew me. The yeah. ones from like Allentown. Yeah. They're like, you're so funny. I'm like, thanks. And though I remember the one girl's giving me this look and she's like, as I'm talking to them, because I'm just like trying to kill time. Yeah. And we're just having nice conversations. And she has this look on her face and I finally just look at her and I go, 
hey, are you like a little starstruck? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, you need to, I'm just nobody. So like when you finally start meeting people in your job, like you need to not make that face. <laughs> and, Such a fucked up thing to no, say. No. And the thing is, she was like, oh, no, you're right. And because she was, I'm like, I'm like, literally, I'm nobody. You're about to see the president. Yeah. Like, like they don't, like we're just, we're shooting yeah. this shit. We're having a good time. But like, you're going to be in a room with the president. Someday you're going to be in the room with Beyonce. Like, are you going to have, are you going to have the same look? And she yeah. was like, no, that's a really good point. And then like a point to the person, like, who the fuck is this guy? Motivational speaker. Yeah. Now, the one thing they did is I, I saw, like, the mic check and all those different things. We heard Air Force One land. Okay. Again, we're in a giant white hangar. We can't see anything. We hear Air Force One land. We hear Marine One take off because the governor and the congressional team and all these people that are with them get into a helicopter with Joe Biden, and they flew over the scene to look at it from above. Yeah, because Be- they didn't want to hold up. They didn't want to help. They didn't want to clear the area for Joe Biden to be able to walk through it. Yeah. And— then um, we're waiting. We kind of hear the helicopter land, and I turn to the guy with the AV equipment, and I'm like, when will we know he comes in? And he looks, he points to Secret Service agents who are standing to the side, and they're all, like, kind of chatting with each other. He goes, when those guys get stiff and they grab their lapels, he yeah. will walk in the door within the next, like, three minutes. Yeah. So he does that. Now, they have these speakers set up, and I see them. I'm, like, getting my phone ready. And they have speakers set up, and I'm expecting them to play Hail to the Chief. Yeah. Doesn't happen. Okay. Because there's no public there. Yeah. It's just you. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I look up, and Joe Biden has our, the oldest man I've ever seen. Oh, come on. He's shuffles. not the oldest man. Shuffles. Shuffles. He shuffles. And here's the thing. Here's how- He walked is, like I do in the morning to get my cup of coffee. Yeah, he walked like, like oh. yeah, just a- sh- like and he's like I'm not gonna fall like he just he shuffles right to the podium and just starts speaking and like the rest of the congressional delegation and like everybody else is like jogs quickly and like gets into place because they're all markers marked yeah so he speaks he explains you know how the funding is covering with this and Mm -hmm. how he's thankful for all the different people and then the governor speaks and the governor got to announce that the road with the temporary bridge is going to be open in two weeks yeah and this was like a huge deal. Crazy. A huge deal. Because again, we were thinking it Everybody might be a decade. Years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be- and and they go, they talk, and then they have um, uh, Senator Bob Casey from Pennsylvania. He gets them to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there because he's running for re-election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard Bob Casey uh, talk, he is melatonin personified. He's like the vanilla ice cream when it's not the vanilla bean ice cream. Yeah, it's just mm. flat. It's yeah. monotone. He has a you gotta deep- get the vanilla bean. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mr. President, for having me here today. And yeah. the thing is, is Pennsylvanians like that. Yeah. There's nothing There's nothing surprising about Bob Casey. Yeah. Um, John Fetterman gets up. Now, mm-hmm. John Fetterman is wearing a sweatshirt, shorts, and sneakers. It's the Pittsburgh fit. Yep. And I was, like, laughing to myself because I was thinking of DeSantis and his little white boots and the vest. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> So he gets up, and Fetterman had a stroke. Um, during the campaign last year. Yeah. Listening to him was difficult. He got yeah. about two and a half sentences in. He stumbled on one word and was very difficult for him to, to keep going. Yeah. It's a hard thing. Then the congressman got up. I can't remember his name. I um, refuse to look it up. But he yeah. covered, he's a congressman from Northeast Philadelphia. He spoke very, you know, great speech. And then uh, the uh, mayor of Philadelphia, Jim Kenney, got up and he spoke and I didn't fucking boo. You didn't boo because the I president was in the room. Because when Jim Kenney was speaking, I was like, all right, they're going to move over to this other table where the, the camera is. Yeah. So I set up immediately 
And I got that spot because when the White House press pool had come in right before the president, they elbowed everybody out of the way to get in these spots that we've been holding for three and a half hours. Like, I felt like I was at the pit. Yeah. I was the front line of a fucking concert to get these fucking shots. And, like, I have an iPhone 8. Yeah. Like, I'm losing my fucking mind. So I finally, like, I'm in that spot. I'm going to hold the spot on the rail. And they come over and... The, the governor's like, yeah, as you can see, we have a live. Oh, this one is in the live feed. Can you switch it to the live feed? Uh, and I knew from the timing, I was like one minute. Yeah. One minute from having a shot of Joe Biden looking at these special rocks they're using that are made of glass and Delco. Yeah. From recycled glass. And he's holding the rocks. And then he meets some union guys. And then he's, they're just like, all right, that's our time. And then they just leave. They just leave. Everybody, yeah. just, everyone, I cannot stress. Everyone at the White House press pool, the Secret Service, the president, the governor's team, all of them just leave. Yeah. It's just, it's over. It's just, I was like, that's it? And so I started cutting my TikTok as everybody's leaving. I was just, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Here we go. Because the mics are off and nobody's recording anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, I just start doing my shit. And I do my shit and I grab the governor. I get him in for my TikTok. And I'm like, awesome. I post it. And I'm just like, but I'm just like walking around this hangar as I'm editing it. Yeah. And then the, the guy from the AV team like walks over and he's like, Hey man, you want to uh, you want you want a picture beyond the podium? I was like, fuck yeah, I do, dude. And then I just like walked over and I just like grabbed some of the rocks. I'm like, I'm stealing some of these fucking rocks because at this point, allegedly, um, no, <laughs> admitting to crimes on the podcast. Yeah, I'll do it. Listen, they had to get two hours and one minutes in. All right. So yeah, I grabbed some of the rocks. My tax dollars paid for them. Okay. I grabbed a couple of the rocks and then I left. Yeah. And I came home. Yep. And then I basically had like a panic attack for the next few hours because I was like, the TikTok's not doing well enough. And I was like, ah, but I, I got the president as a cameo. Yep. But that was that was day 16. Yeah, that was day 16 of not smoking. Yeah. And what then did day- I do on Saturday? Oh, I, I ran errands. And then you got, then I you had felt go- really bad. You had got really sick. I got so sick. I, like, I felt like I had a sinus infection. My face was just the yeah. worst yesterday. But no, I went and I had to get a last minute Father's Day gift because the one that my brother and I were going to get fell through. Yep. And then today, day 17. Went to go see my dad. Yeah. And drove all the way back to the site. (laughs) Literally right around the corner. I have never been to this neighborhood more often. And uh, we were late getting there. Yeah. Because I had another interview with the Philadelphia Inquirer. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So that's why I didn't do my research, teacher. Yeah. Thank That's you. why my project wasn't finished. Um, I'm not upset. I'm not mad. I am disappointed. Oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm kidding. I am, you know, I am always uh, Alex's biggest cheerleader. And I think all of this is crazy and awesome. And I've always been the person that says, fuck it, go for it. Yeah. You know, if there was... Ever like if there's ever a person that's going to be like yeah do that is going to yeah. be me well, and I and I do want to say I'm the queen of that and I do want to say I wouldn't have done any of this if it wasn't for you yeah so thank you of course and that's our episode yeah what an episode just over two hours we did it we did it we went through seventeen days two weeks yep of no nicotine and this is what can happen. Also, are we allowed to talk about the other email we got real quick? Because I think it's so funny. From feedfinder.com? No, not feedfinder.com, who desperately wants you to do They an definitely wanted to do an ad. I don't know when they saw your feet or why they think your feet are good. No. Um, no, the, the lung one. The thumb one? Lungs. 
Oh, well, I haven't worked that out yet. I know, but still, it's really interesting. Yeah, no, I'm getting more and more people are reaching out to me to try to do stuff. And yeah. I don't know how to handle it yet. And we're going to get there. Yeah. But with that, I think that's been our episode. That's been our episode. It's been wild. Next, there was bees. Yep. There were wildfires. Mm-hmm. The president of the United States. The governor. What didn't it have? Collapsed bridge. Yeah. Uh, a blue heron. Yep. Tornadoes. Yep. Boston. Boston. Um, Your dad was late. My dad was late. Your dad was late. I cannot stress to you guys. I listen. It. it I was like, "What's going on in the universe?" Yeah. He has never been late. Yeah. And so with that, we're gonna shut it down. We're gonna shut it down, and next week, uh-huh. we will celebrate the death of Pat Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.